What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Donk of Up the Shit Podcast, episode 134. Yeah, I actually looked this time. Um, and today I'm talking to uh, Aaron and Tim, who are uh, the purveyors and hosts and all the things of a podcast called the No Streetlights Podcast. Um, not like military centric, but both of them are military guys. So, um, Aaron is medically retired, mastered arms. Uh, and uh tim is still doing the damn thing um and he's an he's ma1 now i believe uh he says it in the episode but um but yeah they they reach out to me um they're kind of doing their own podcast uh lane on like and they describe what it's all about because i asked because i was a little confused um because they kind of do they did one on military leadership a while back but then their other ones are kind of all over the place they're just having conversations about like the human experience in a lot of ways um and so, yeah, they, they kind of get into like what they're trying to do, why they're doing it. Uh, and then we get into some some military leadership stuff, but also like something I've been very curious about for a long time is the master arms community. And then when the whole Alpha Homa thing happened, I kind of did a podcast about it just because it's what was relevant at the time. And I thought it would be a cool case study. And uh, the master arms meme page then responded um, in, in a positive way, uh, which really kind of floored me. And so it was fun to kind of have these guys pull the curtain back for me and explain some things. And cause I just, I've just never really been in it or close enough to it to understand it in the way that I wanted to. And I've watched these meme pages and some of the other uh, communities online just talk about it in a way that um, it felt really like a really interesting, like microchasm or subculture or whatever of the Navy. And I just have never gotten to, uh, step through that looking glass a little bit. So that was really fun for me. It was, it was fun to learn about, uh, why they are the way they are. And we had a, and we had a really good time too. So, uh, shout out to all the MA homies that are listening. Uh, appreciate you. That was, it was fun. Uh, if you see a dude that looks like me rolling through a gate in the Pacific Northwest with tornadoes and white monsters as a gift, you know why you could thank the no streetlights guys. Um, but yeah, uh, we had a really good time and I hope y'all enjoy this. Check it out. You ever been walking through the Navy exchange and wonder why all the Naval pride and heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it. Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, we're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh, lets you display that pride but doesn't make you cringe. Uh, also, if you're willing to and you're able to, please go to patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. Pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today. Sit up straight like a grown-up. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so like we just talked about, uh, just whoever wants to start, just give me a, a bio background, as much detail as you want to provide, and then we'll go from there. Okay, well, I Who's am first? Aaron. I'm one of the co-hosts of No Streetlights Podcast. Tim and I are from a small town in West Virginia. We're raised primarily by single mothers with kind of various experiences uh, mm-hmm. that do make us individuals, but we're part of a generation realizing that we came through the same canon events. So if we can share what we've been through, how it changed us and what we learned, we might be able to help others around us grow with a little less scar tissue. Okay. Yeah. 
what was can you give a little bit of context on your background in the navy too just for the oh of course all the kids listening yeah i joined up in 2013 i graduated in 2011 with tim i tried college for a year and apparently you can't major Mm. in alcohol and women so uh, (laughs) not it not not for like a trying not in college uh so i did a year on the outside yeah and there are less women in the wild rather than in like big bullpens like college and the military so i went to the recruiter and was like (laughs) i was majoring in alcohol and Mm -hmm. women and he was like the navy is right for you yeah so (laughs) so i joined up so you uh yeah in 2013 did the security thing became a firearms instructor and i was always very leadership centric and uh, same as you, I'm okay. very grateful to my parents for the morals and ethics because I work my ass off every day because I was told that's what you're supposed to do. So I was able to weigh right, right. the the good and the bad and kind of parse out what I wanted to take away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Security. Security. Yeah. Go ahead, Ended Tim. up <laughs> retiring as an E6. Yeah, and uh, oh, sorry. my most specialized training was firearms instructor. I did training and stuff, but aside from that, I was a pretty normal dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm Tim. I'm the other co-host for No Streetlights Podcast. Uh, I am currently active duty Navy. Uh, I joined in 2015. um, Did the whole security thing. And uh, I got to spend my first couple of years in the Navy on a ship. Uh, which taught me a lot really mm. fucking fast because the learning curve is insane. Yeah. Uh, which also allowed me to pick up rank fairly quickly, um, which is something, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. It helped me learn yeah. that I don't know nearly as much as I thought I did. And it kind of showed me how much I still had to learn and how much I had to grow as a person in order to fill the shoes of the leader that I wanted to be. Uh, which at mm-hmm. that time I was under the impression that like to be a good leader, you had to be kind of tyrannical and like do yeah. as I say kind of thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Which maybe that's just the culture on the ship. Maybe that's just the culture in the MA community. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, after I left the ship, I've been very lucky that I've been given great leadership and people to learn from since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've then since put on first class. Um, I've had my hands in all kinds of aspects of the security world, uh, training, um, investigations, patrol, um, except firearms instructor. I don't have that, but yeah, <laughs> I do have, I do have a pretty wide strand, uh, resume in the MA community. Okay. So. And then you're still, you're still active now. Yeah. Yep. Still rocking. Okay. It. Still doing the damn thing. Yeah. Um, so let's do the I'm curious about like because you guys um I think you guys reached out to me. I can't remember, but like I, I didn't know I like the podcast I become aware of are generally like people that are in the same lane as me or pr- are pretty close. And you guys do something completely different and you just occasionally talk about the navy stuff because it's part of your story but like what's the tell me like the no streets no street light podcast um origin story like why do you guys do it what's the point what's the goal um what are you trying to accomplish tim do you want this one so whenever 
Yeah, whenever it came to No Streetlights podcast. So Aaron and I have been friends since seventh grade uh, for a very long time. Okay. Um, almost 20 years of our life at this point. So him and I would always talk about how we wanted to do something in the media. You know, we wanted to make YouTube videos. We wanted to do this, mm-hmm. wanted to do that. Um, and then sometime early last year, actually, yeah, it's been almost about a year now, but Aaron reached out with this idea of uh, running a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I'm not that that big of a podcast person, right? But right, Aaron pitched me this idea of like, hey, uh, you know, we've been through some shit in our lives. And I was like, no, not really. Like, I haven't. Been <laughs> and he was like, dude, what the fuck? He was like, you know, you. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe I have been through some shit. Um, and I started thinking, I was like, you know, I don't know very many people who know how to handle like the emotional issues they face in their life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, dude, it's really big in the military too. And I think that's kind of what's made me more hyper aware of it is like, I work around like people who are the same age as me and slightly younger. And I also work around people who were children just yesterday. Right. Yeah. But their ability to like, you know, emotional control or any kind of like, any kind mm-hmm. of like thought Imposure. on how to be, yeah, composure, patience, like yeah. these things that like dude, I <laughs> like I was like, fuck man, these people don't know anything about like how Empathy, to handle emotional the stress, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the issues that they're facing. So right. I was, I, I, I was sold. Aaron was like, let's do a podcast where we just talk about what we've been through, how it changed us and what we learned and try and pass okay. that knowledge down to people so that they can learn from our mistakes quicker than we did. Yeah. Or even just shine a light and realize they're not alone. We've Yeah. Other people have made it through the same shit you're going through, so there's a solution. You just have yeah. to be brave enough to ask. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting uh like side effect or like unexpected effect of me doing this podcast is like the the like a lot of people when they ask me about it i'm like yeah the whole point at the beginning was i was targeting junior sailors like i identified that they needed a leadership development resource that didn't exist and i wanted to like force multiply myself uh aaron's playing the drums it's fine uh the <laughs> he's also like a witness the, fucking protection sorry but <laughs> I'm blurry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. i think it's what, once it uploads i think it'll be fine but yeah they uh they I like I was aiming it at junior sailors primarily like that was the audience I was trying to like E6 and below at the broadest range. Um, but really like E5, E4 and below. Um, that was the idea. And o- at, over the first few years, it like as it developed, I found myself primarily talking to, like first classes and chiefs and senior chiefs and officers. And I was just like, huh. And it kind of makes sense that that's who's like actively seeking out leadership development is like at some level along that path, they're going to like the awareness is going to like strike them that holy shit, I need to like learn about this. Um, And obviously not everyone, but the ones that do find it, uh, like I started to find that the majority of my audience or at least the ones that were communicating with me were like people who like saw what I was talking about and was like, Oh, that's the thing that I'm missing. Like that's the, or, or it like resonated or, or addressed some issue they were having or whatever. But it was primarily like people that were on the cusp of being in leadership or were already leaders. And they were just like, Oh, that he's talking about that thing that I have a problem with all the time. And he's at giving me the tools to, to deal with it. And, um, 
so it's really interesting and then obviously like i talk about emotional intelligence a, a ton um because i think it's like probably the the biggest problem amongst naval leadership is like they just don't fucking treat humans like humans like it's the they act like you're a piece of equipment and that's not real um, yeah so yeah that's that's interesting that that's because i like i wasn't really sure because there's a lot of people out in the ether that like they especially during covid that they like just started a podcast about nothing and like they're like yeah it'll just be us and me and my friends talking about nothing and it's like yeah you don't realize like <laughs> 10 million fucking people are doing that and you're not that interesting like i'm sure you are interesting but like you're not that interesting. You're not interesting enough that I'm going to fucking listen to 10 million different podcasts about the anecdotal experience you had uh, with whatever uh, that day. Like, and then it like usually degenerates into dick and fart jokes anyway. But so it's like, what are we, what are we doing? And so like, I wasn't, I was curious what you guys were like, what the origin story was for that reason. Because like, I, like I've listened to a few episodes, but like your topics kind of do go all over but like there is a theme and you can tell mm -hmm. like especially the way you guys intro it's like it's a it's an interesting like you kind of prime your listener for like hey we're going to be talking about some stuff that's like like emotionally oriented or feelings oriented or experience oriented and kind of like be dissecting ready. it in a way that will hopefully provide those lessons so that's kind of dope yeah. um and you guys have been doing it for like a year you said I think Coming the idea on. started around about a year and then we, I mean, we just released yeah. our 31st episode. Uh, we, and we you're doing like every week seasons, right? So you guys take mm -hmm. breaks mm -hmm. and shit. Yeah. Well, we I don't can't. take breaks. We evolve. That. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have done that shit. I should have programmed in more breaks for myself. I've just been going for eight years straight. 133 episodes. <laughs> I, well, so yeah, but it's also it's like 300 and something episodes, right. really, because I do all the other non-numbered shits. So yeah. I, I mean, think the it, last time I I looked at it, SoundCloud, it said I had like 330 something uploads. Or something so only like just that's your personality, dude. You're you're a, you're a nose to the grindstone kind of fucking guy. Like that's just yeah. Just you told us your story when you when you were on our podcast, and man, like mm -hmm. you like how fast did you put on Chief? Like what? Ten years? Seven, nine years? Like nine years? Nine, nine years? Jesus it was nine. Fucking yeah. Christ! As a cook, like <laughs> that's insane, dude. It's not that fast. I mean, it is fast, but it's like. I know people that did it faster than me. I know people that did it faster than me. I actually made that Chief. Goldilocks stone. Yeah, I made a. I made Chief with a kid who was a, a FT. It's like a fire control technician. Yeah. Um, they have FCs on the surface side, but uh, mm -hmm. he was an FT. And then they uh, right around that time they transitioned. Cause now they're all ITs or whatever the fuck. I don't know. They change shit every five minutes. But yeah. um, he he had like seven years maybe he was really and it was hilarious because he looked like he was 12 too uh he's a master chief now he's a fucking great dude but um <laughs> but yeah he like i love him to death um but yeah he was so he was a baby bro he was so young but he was like a beast like he deserved to be there like he earned it um yeah. he's yep. definitely the kind of kid that it, like if there's going to be an exception to the rule he was one of them for sure but because uh, i'm a big advocate of experience being like there, i feel like there should just be a minimum amount of experience required because like i was barely ready to be a chief like that first year i was just getting face punched over and over and over again um which because well, of the way the system that. is yeah because of the way the system is structured it's like that's kind of just gonna happen to everybody uh to a certain degree um but like 
for me, it was like I was barely ready. Like, and I honestly yeah. should have made it the year before, but I went through a divorce. Like my ex-wife cheated on me. So I, there was like a gap year where I was just a fucking mess. And so like I didn't finish a qual that I should have. But if I had finished it on the timeline that I would have, um, I probably would have made chief at like eight years. But yeah. I mean, kind of what you're talking <laughs> about, though, is exactly like that's how I felt whenever I put on second class that I talked about earlier, dude. Like the mm. learning curve was so fucking steep whenever I put it on. Yeah. I was under the impression that it's like a second class. Like I need to be running the whole fucking the watch section. I need to be the watch commander. Mm. Like my first class is my chiefs. Like go home. Like I got this right. Right. And that's just how I was taught as like a second class. That's what you need to do. And man, like I, I, I didn't understand how to inspire people. I didn't understand how to like put yeah. information out to people. And yeah, like two years in the Navy, man. And I, I, I've worked for only like three second classes in my career at the time. Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, those are the only three people I know how to right. base anything off of. And I was like, I shouldn't be a second class right now. Like absolutely <laughs> well, not. You just start emulating the only uh, the only examples you have because nobody actually educated you. Nobody provided you with a framework to work off of. Like there was no it's not like and this is what to to this day blows my mind. There's there is not a book that you can go open and say, what is a second class petty officer supposed to do? Even generally, really, like there's some occupational standards and some other stuff like I've because I've gone looking for this shit for chiefs. And it's Mm -hmm. like there's the occupational standards which it's like a bulleted list of like some random general shit but it's not like an explanation it's not like a job description or like a these are the core competencies or whatever and there there are some documents out there for chiefs like you can pin the mission vision guiding principles is the best but it's still very general like because you got to think about the diversity of communities and warfare platforms and all that shit it's like there there should be like those overarching documents or and even like policy documents and general educational documents like the Marine Corps has like uh, I think they call them field manuals. I'm not sure, but there's like they have like books on this shit like mm-hmm. they teach it like the basic school or like wherever else. I don't fucking know. But like <laughs> there's a bunch of books that you can go open and say like, OK, this is my like E6 level of competency as a leader. Here's the resource I go to. And so there's at least like an expectation of like what you should know as a staff sergeant in the Marine Corps or what you should know as a sergeant in the Marine Corps. Um, And the Navy doesn't really have those like they used to have the military requirements books. Uh, I don't think they're still updating those. I could be wrong, but like but even those they're like, ah, like, is that really accomplishing what we need to? And then even if it even if it was like, like, let's pretend for a second, those military requirements books were like amazing. It's like nobody, mm. nobody's using them for anything like bear. I bet yeah. you most people, I bet you most people pre your generation or even after that are, I bet you most people aren't even fucking aware that they ever existed. So it's like, like I have a bunch that I collect and shit on this shelf behind me, but like, <laughs> uh, like, dude, I'm telling you like that. Cause they've been yeah. around a long time, but like, yeah, they don't, there's no book for me to say, Hey, MA2, go open this book. This is what's expected out of a second class petty officer. This is what's expected. So then, like, funnel that down to like MA2. This is what is expected of a master of arms second class. And then this is what's expected at this command and unit and warfare or whatever. Cause it's like, it's different. You could be out of fucking boat unit or a whatever the fuck. I don't know. Like, or in a different AOR where you're, there's different concerns and responsibilities. So it's like, there's not a book to go to, man. There's not a resource to go to and just be like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my hands. And that's, oh, yeah, that shit 
It drives me fucking nuts because you will regress to your lowest level of training. Guarantee it. If I set off the general alarm, everybody immediately regresses to their lowest level of training. So if you're not training, I, like and, and submariners are obsessed with training, um, which is nice, but they're, you know, on the flip side of that, that one, they take it too far. And two, they don't focus on non-technical things, which is another story for another time. But <clears throat> like they... <laughs> But they do it because when when water's trying to get in the people tank or when something's on fire that's not supposed to be, it's like we need to if we're going to we know that we're going to regress to our lowest level of training. So that level of training better be pretty fucking good because we need the fire to stop and we need the people, the you know, ocean to stay outside the people tank or we're all fucked. So it's like <laughs> the the idea that we don't take the same approach to leadership blows my fucking mind. Um, yeah, it's. It because like exactly like you said, your your experience is, is not unique. You know, like most people that find themselves, especially when they promote fast, but even when they don't, like even when they like say you took fifteen years to make first class, and it's like you you still don't have the experience and education required to like seamlessly transition into that role and be good at it because nobody ever taught you that unless you gain that knowledge on your own, which there's a lot more of that happening because the internet's real because podcasts are real because there's all these resources that people that, um, that aren't willing to just accept that one, uh, I just have to like flail until I get comfortable and figure this out or two that the, the, I mean, it's like a, avoid with occasionally there's voices like the chief's mess going results, not excuses and a bunch of other shit. That's not really productive leadership development, but it's what they have. And so they just kind of try to assimilate into whatever the fuck's happening around them, like the nature channel. And it's like, so they go, well, this is what we're doing. All right. So then they start flinging poo at each other and that's just what they do. <laughs> and it's like, no, like you need to go learn some shit, man. And, and like you, what you find is, is, um, or what I found is like, there's a lot of really, really intelligent people out there that felt the same way you did in the, in that position. And now because the world is what it is and the internet is what it is and everything's so accessible via their phone and everything else, it's like, they're just going and finding it somewhere else. Um, and it's like, I've seen it continue to grow and grow and grow too, which is really encouraging. But, um, just be, I mean, just based on like the number of podcasts I see popping up and like, um, the number of like the growth. I mean, my shit just grows steadily every year, every year. And it's like, I've only been doing video for like a year. Um, and I'm still like, and people still are, are shocked by the, the like downloads and stuff. And I'm like, so the fuck am I dude? But like, it's also <laughs> encouraging because yeah. they're finding it. You know what I mean? And it's like, if they don't find me, find something else, man. Uh, there's plenty of shit out there. It doesn't need to be me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, what what has been um and we'll get into the we'll get into the culture stuff but i'm curious about like the leadership and this i mean this is part of it this is what creates the culture in a large a large to a large degree but like what is the leadership like in the ma community like largely and i granted we're gonna generalize some shit i'm sorry if you're a shit hot ma chief that's doing the damn thing we love you calm down uh the what's it like what's been your experience generally what's kind of like the the approach or the style or the i don't know what's been your experience with the leadership that you've encountered throughout your career can i take Careers. one on this tim hell yeah, yeah please oh sorry All right. i stepped on tim my bad so 
I found the Navy is a microcosm of the U.S., which is a microcosm of the world because we're a melting pot. So if you think about how many of your friends would you want to lead you, Mm -hmm. it's about that many. (laughs) (laughs) When you think about like how many good leaders are probably in the MA community. Right, my orbit. What you think is probably right. So you're blessed enough to have good leaders sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. But also think about your friends. What if one of your bigger friends was telling the friend who would be a good leader to yell at people? Like they're probably yeah. going to capitulate. So my theory about why leadership sucks, at least in our community, is like mm. you said, they're not investing in shaping leaders. They just yeah. like you come in and you're like a first, you're a freshman. You don't mm. have a key. You walk <laughs> into your dorm. You open your door. It's the first fucking door. And you go to yeah. sleep and you come to class when you can. And then yeah. second year, you have a key card that you can swipe in and get into the second floor. Third year, you have a key. And then you're expected to be the RA. And Ooh. then after you're an RA, you're a professor. And so like, yep. how... Teaching how some many, shit you never got an education on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like, and you've just been there for three years. Yeah, Is, yeah. No, you've been here, here the you, longest. Start teaching. <laughs> you fuck you passed the first floor we gave you a key card you had a key card for a year yeah. and then we gave you a key for a year so guess what yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you went through all so, those doors motherfucker start leading like yeah yep. uh hopefully you're doing well and then if you fail we'll punish you yep yep yeah. so hopefully you don't fail and if you do we'll replace you yeah and the Sounds ma community right. is very honest about that they tell you Hey, the first thing we're doing is OC and people Mm -hmm. will quit. People will fail. So the first thing you're taught is you might fail and that's okay because we'll replace you. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not okay if you want to stay here, but it's okay because we'll just replace. Not a great intro. But yeah, that's I wonder theory. how that's I wonder how that's going <laughs> with the the lack of people to replace them with nowadays. But I mean, not very fucking. We got good. out. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Good luck, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah not very suck, fucking nerd. good, man. Go ahead, yeah. Tim. What what's been your experience? Uh, so like I said, I, I've I've been very lucky to have like very solid mm. leaders, but. There is this mindset amongst like the great leaders that I have where it's like they can't teach why they're a great leader. They just for some reason have that ability. Right. (laughs) So it's almost like you have to learn how to be a leader like them by imitating or I don't know, fucking osmosis. Like you just stand next to them and you become a good leader. Osmosis, yeah. Like that's that's kind of the issue with. Uh, a lot of the leaders and I don't I don't know if this is just like weirdly unique to the MA community or if this is just like the Navy it's in general. Not, but yeah, not nothing nothing you guys have been saying is unique to the MA community really. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's the same in my experience. I, yeah, yeah. And I only really have the MA community to base it off of. But it's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally. watch them you know, I can watch my uh my watch commander back on the ship was so fucking incredible at being a watch commander. Like our section felt like a fucking family like we had people yeah. who were non mas who were coming to do a job that they never signed up to do and they're just they're stuck standing gate everybody hates the job nobody wants to be there yeah. and yet one thing that like bound us all together was just this one grown-ass man who every day would just i don't know somehow inspire us and yeah 
you know, it, I've been it, it's, it's interesting. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting because you go from like being there in guard mount watching this person and then they're gone. Right. And then they're gone. Yeah. And now you have to replace them. And you're just like, mm-hmm. how the fuck do I do what he did? Like nobody prepared every me day. for this. Yeah. I watched him every day and I, I, you know, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what he did differently. Like, did people just think mm-hmm. he was like, you know, better looking than me? Like, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> was it, did his breath smell better than mine? Like, what's up? Uh, yeah, dude, that's a, it's a thing that, um, I like, cause I, I really do. I like the way you guys kind of framed how it's like, you're just picking it up with like via osmosis and just like kind of imitating it and, and whatever. Cause it's like, you're right. Like even the ones that are doing it well, they don't they can't articulate why they're doing it well or they don't even fully understand why they're doing it well it's just working and like they're they're um and i, and I don't think those people even take a, much time to think about why they're succeeding at it they're just like that's not a thing they need to worry about so that space is occupied by the thousand other fucking things they need to worry about um and because everything's working and every like morale is high and you guys are doing the damn thing. It's like, they're not a lot of the times they're not going to have the foresight to think like I need to invest in the future of leadership. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it very much is that it's like saving for retirement. Most people aren't thinking about it until it's like later than they should have started. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they, they're getting close enough to retirement that they're like, fuck, I really need to do something about this. And it's yeah, like, like, shit, I need to turn over dude. Who the fuck is going to yeah, this collateral? Right. Or like <laughs> the na- big Navy just starts fucking promoting people based on erroneous criteria. Like, and then they're like, all right, you tag you in. You're fucking it. Have fun. Yep. And it's like, because that was that was the most enlightening thing for me is like I, I went and I, I imagine you feel the same way as I always suspected the emperor had no clothes, but I wasn't fucking sure until I sat the chief's board. And when I yep. sat that board, man, and I was in those boardrooms and I watched how chiefs were selected and I was in the tank and I watched how the briefing and voting happened. I was just like, are you fucking I always thought I was going to promote past this like like there was this glass ceiling of idiocy and eventually i was going to get promoted to the the big kids table and it never fucking happened i was a master chief sitting in meetings with a two star fucking admiral and i was just like we're fucked i can't believe this is real yes. i can't believe yes. this is, i can't believe these are the conversations we're having we're all fucked cuz like dude me and my buddy I, i'm not going to say his name cuz like he's still in and and Live, doing his best to like fight the good fight but my he's a buddy of mine that was a master chief and we would sit next i mean there was more than one of these dudes but like uh we would sit next to each other and just be like we'd be in like chiefs meetings just whispering to each other like what the fuck are we doing this is so fucking stupid like what these people are all fucking morons like like and not like it de- it would depend on the meeting and depend on where but like we're sitting there talking about shit like we would spend more time talking about coins and t-shirts than we would about ranking boards or doing anything else that was fucking actually important uh well we need to go to the chiefs club and have lunch together as chiefs and it's like how about we like figure out a way to accurately rank our sailors why don't we do that why don't we not do we suck at writing the bottom 10 percent? yeah hmm. but and like you got to think yeah. like this this flag staff was very senior dude it's like you got some <laughs> chiefs a lot of senior chiefs and master chiefs like these these are people that have been around a long fucking time that you would think would be like a super high functioning mess just because it's like an all-star team essentially 
but it's yeah. not like, and it's mm-hmm. like, you, you think that eventually you're going to get to that point, but it's like the, fu- the best, the most, the most cathartic book I've ever read in my life was called the Peter principle. And it's, uh, it's on my reading list on the website, but it's like the, it's about the, the whole premise of the book is about how when you're operating within a hierarchy that it's inevitable that you will be promoted to your level of incompetence, right? Like you're going to eventually based on your performance in the, in lower jobs, be promoted based on your performance in those lower level technical oriented jobs that have nothing to fucking do with leadership. And they're going to be like, Hey, you're really good at doing that thing that has nothing to do with leadership. We're going to make you a manager. And then yep. so if it like it whenever it happens, because like you might get promoted to a supervisory role over all those technical people. And because you were good at the technical thing, it's like you're pretty good at being a supervisor. So then and then you kind of figure out some of the other stuff that you didn't know. So then you get like good footing there and they're like, hey, you're really good at that. We're going to promote you to like this next lot. You're going to be a district manager now or you're going to be this or that. And then eventually you're like, the what president. the fuck? Am- <laughs> yeah. Like then you're like, I don't. I'm so far removed <laughs> yeah. from what I was doing and all like, you know what I mean? Like I loved being a cook when I was a second class. Well, I mean, I loved cooking. I should say that the experience of being a cook on a submarine was not my favorite thing in the world, but the, I loved cooking food. I like, I was passionate about that part of my job and the crew loved me for it. Like I was not a squared away sailor back then. I was, I was angry and bitter <laughs> and my uniform looked like shit, but <laughs> I was really, really good at my primary duty. And it happened to be a primary duty that was like I had the whole crew as a customer. So they were all really happy when I was doing my job well. But um, throughout time, like you get promoted and then it's like now it's not my job to be in there making people happy with food anymore. It's my job to get all these other guys trained and qualified to do that. And then it's my job to ensure we have enough food on board and manage inventories and do accounting paperwork and project endurance and all this other bullshit. And then it's my job to go out on submarines and do inspections of people doing that job. And I'm just like, this fucking sucks, dude. I fucking hated my primary duty for like the last decade of my career um and i was actively trying to avoid it and it just didn't work like i tried to go yeah. back to my, my last sea duty as a 3mc but i just there was no jobs um so yeah man like it was it, it you get promoted to those levels and it's like to be fair like i figured it out and, yeah. and there are certainly people that do right like you get promoted and you and you uh, figure out a way to be good at that thing you know like and the, i think the people that do that are um, the people that seek out the help elsewhere, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you go outside the lifelines of the Navy's like leadership development structure, if there is one and you go find the shit elsewhere and you figure out how to do the thing because you're driven by the, I don't want to let my people down and I want to do a good job kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like I figured it out, but I wasn't happy about it. And I, di- I certainly didn't figure it out because there's some robust structure in place to make sure that I succeed in that role. Cause nope. you're promoted based on bullshit criteria. Like I'm promoting you based on your ability to be an MA and do MA things. And then I'm like, Hey, lead all these people. And you're like, wait, what? Like, cause I should, I could put you in charge of fucking anything. Like you could end up the chief of fucking, you know, some other shit that has nothing to do with being an MA because I just need oh. to put somebody in charge of it. They do not yeah. grade you on job performance in the military. What do you mean? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> Not even if you're close. doing it right, which is rare, like the well, eval the system mili- is not fucked. The mi- not, 
MAs, you are not judged on your job performance. What are you judged on? What like tell me about the 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 like miry, dirty subculture that is the MA community in the Navy. Tell, tell me the tell me the the tea. <laughs> not everybody. Tim, at is once. this is this me? Is this me since I called it out? Yeah, I think it is. He's still okay, active duty, can, so it think, gives him oh, yeah, deniability he's still active. too. That's fair. So, yeah, so, so he so, can just be like, "That's not my opinion." You don't. Yeah, so like, you're eval, Aaron, right? You Aaron have all these categories. Off, but <laughs> so yeah, you're eval. You have all these categories, but yeah. they don't give a shit. It's all about the write up. It's how many yeah. collaterals do you have? What assets did you manage? What can you mm-hmm. do that we shouldn't be expecting you to do yet? It's not how uh, good are you yeah. at your job. It's yeah. you're a sailor 24 seven. So are you going to school? Do you have collaterals? Do we know yeah. your name? Have we seen you enough times? Yeah. yeah. Where that it's doesn't lo- fucking matter. Well, it's a lot <laughs> so, more of a check. It's a lot more of a checklist than people think it is too with the ECP and stuff. It's like, if you're, if you really dig into the books and the, and the mechanics of how we promote people, cause like, if I'm not going to train you, I need to give you like a fucking procedure. You know what I mean? So like you, when you're at the chiefs board, that's what they do. They hand you the ECPs. They used to call them roadmaps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ladders. Ladders. That's what used to call yep. Them. Um, yep. Now, now I, I mean, I think it still is kind of called a ladder, but now that everybody, like there's some fucking admiral needed a fit rep bullet or something. So they changed the name, but it's, uh, the, they hand you the ECP and they're like, this is gospel. Like, this is how we promote chiefs. So it's like, the more like that and that all gets kind of driven from the top down. So it's like you guys might not be able to point at the document or like know exactly what what it means when they're saying certain things like best of fully qualified. But it's like that's where it's coming from. Like those paragraphs qualified and best of fully qualified are on your ECP. So it's like it's all just trickling down. And then like, yeah, you get this weird, loose, like almost like they ate the ECP and then just vomited it up and you just get what's left. You know what I mean? So like you get this weird tribal knowledge summary version yeah. at the deck plate level, but like so it's a lot more I, of a checklist than you think. It's stupid. I really want to expand on what Aaron said though. Right. Because like, yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of people in the military or in the Navy at least have a pretty good idea and understanding that. Yes. Like if you have a garbage write up, but you're the best goddamn FC I've ever met in my entire life. You're probably yeah. gonna get a P eval, right? Uh, so one thing if about all you the do MA is your job. Yeah one one really big thing yeah, about the MA okay, community, yeah, right? Yeah. Is there is a lot of downtime as an MA? Okay, mm-hmm. like we have twelve hour shifts that end up turning into thirteen or fourteen hour shifts because of upload, download, uh, post right. turnover, and a bunch of shit like that, right? Yep. So. 90% of your day as an MA involves doing nothing. And what's really important in the MA community, especially when it comes to eval season, is how you fill that nothing. Like we all know, as first classes, chiefs, and so on, we all yeah. know, hey, MA3 has done, like, yeah, we get it. He stands six hours of post today. What's he doing with that other six so hours? So does everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. you know, like what what is he doing? Oh, he's got fucking 18 college credits. Well, that's something. That's fucking something. Yeah. They latch onto that yeah. because it's like yeah. Well, yeah, he's qualified that to pay grade or he's qualified him. above pay grade. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's a really big deal because dude, you have so much. It's like as an MA, right? Like because on the ship, right? You have you work 12 hours, you're off 12 hours or yeah. however the fuck they want to quantify it, right? Depending on how they want to do your shifts. Like I, as a shore command MA, it's the exact same thing. You work 12 hours, mm-hmm. you're off 12 hours. So 
how are you feeling that that fucking nothing you know and i think that's really important to uh, i think it's hilarious that the 12 hours off is nothing it's like like no that's your off time like that's fucking i have I have to sleep. I have to maintain Navy physical readiness standards. I have yep. to like work on quals. I have to do all this other shit. I have um, an hour. I have an hour drive home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you well, know, God, like you miss sucks. out on so much. Like, like yeah. I said, right. Your, your 12 hour shift ends up turning into like a 13, 14, sometimes 15 hour right. shift, just depending. Right. So yeah. Mm. But you know, during your day, during your actual working day, that six hours that you're not doing anything like what the fuck are you doing you know yeah yeah well i would say too it's also like you're the thing that i would i should be evaluating you on i'm not if i'm just saying that oh yeah everybody stands six hours of guard mount or whatever the fuck or whatever it's called you know what i mean like they're you're all doing effectively the same thing but it's like you're not though you know like some of those not people are better close. at it than others you know and some of them are like there's always somebody carrying more of the load during those six hours or whatever than anyone else. Yeah, you know I mean, like, so it's like they should be out there actively evaluating that. And then that should be what breaks people apart. And then the other things are just kind of like accentuating the the differences or whatever. I don't know, like, yeah, credit for the college and all that other shit. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It was it's my difficult. dream my entire time in to submit a blank eval because it says <laughs> comments if that's not enough information. And I yeah. want to be like, no, I just, this is who I am, period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the trait, like you were, <laughs> I think Aaron was saying it earlier, like the, a lot of the, it's our current, I don't want, I don't really want to go down the low eval systems, broken rabbit hole, but like yeah. the, like the system is set up in a way that it's like, yeah, the individual trade averages don't matter. They should, but they don't. And like, cause there's the way that if you re actually read the eval manual, I try to get people to do this, but it's a, it's a hard sell cause it's fucking dry reading. But if you actually get in the eval manual and read it, the eval system, like how it's supposed to operate and how it actually operates are completely fucking different. Like there are things in the eval manual and the, like the one that I love the most is an early promote and a must promote and a promotable, right? So a promotable, is supposed to be you're ready for uh like you're eligible for the next promotion and then a must promote is you're ready for the next net like the next pay grade already like you're already performing at a must promote you're already performing as a chief if i give you if i were to give tim an early promote by the eval manual's definition he's ready to be a senior chief not a chief a fucking senior chief right yep. and, and like none of the shit is fucking applied the way that it's supposed to be and so yes. like it's hilarious because if you get in there and read it it's like the system and it, honestly if it was if it operated the way the eval manual said it would be less shitty it would still suck but like it would be less shitty than it is but then yeah there's this weird gray area of tribal knowledge about how it's actually done because like I, I would be on the phone with like fucking cmc's and shit and i like i had uh somebody get a, one of my instructors when i was at the a school got an early promote on her last eval and i was in the room when it happened and i was waving i was like don't do it don't get because it was just one of those like we have it to give so who's the next who's next up Yep. And I was like, nope, she does not. She does not deserve an early promote. And then next year, we're going to be having this conversation about, oh, fuck. Now, what do we do? Because she's got an early promote as a ranked eval with the same reporting senior. 
So next year comes around, I'm the SEL now and I'm on the phone with my CMC like, uh, yeah, she's not getting an early promote because I'm like, I, like, I, I don't care about all the other shit. It's like, look, I'm evaluating you on the last 12 months. If you are not an early promote for the last 12 months, I don't give a fuck what your last eval said. I don't care. Right. Mm. I'm evaluating you on the last 12 months, period. And mm. I told her and, and she didn't even blink when I debriefed her either. She knew she wasn't a fucking early promote. She was just like, Roger that <laughs> signed her fucking eval. Yeah, you know I mean? like she didn't even argue with me and she knew what it meant too. She wasn't dumb. She just like wasn't interested in like being an early promote. Like she just yeah. was clocking in, clocking out, doing a good mm-hmm. job and going home. But she wasn't, you know, she was just like average. Um Yeah. And I sent when I sent it to my CMC, he's like, oh, well, you can't fucking do that. I'm like, yes, I can look at the book. And like, I don't even need to justify it. Like, I don't even need to fucking explain it to the board. Like, if you read the eval manual. And so, like, he's like, you know, you have to debrief these evals, right? And I'm like, yeah, I fucking know. I, and I will. And I'll tell him exactly what I think. And uh, it's interesting because it's like people have these perceptions of like, oh, well, you're an early promote and it's the same reporting senior. That'll ruin your career. And so, like, we can't do that. And it's like, yeah, you can. And what was even more funny to me was um, I did that with a couple of sailors where, like, I was like, no, like, you're not ready. You're just not. And I'm not going to I'm not going to signal the board that you are if you're not. And that because that's what those documents are. Like, I'm not communicating to you. I'm communicating to the selection board. So uh, and it was funny because I did it with two sailors that where it was like a pretty stark difference in evals. But then the year <clears throat> after. Um, so, like the one girl that went down from an EP, I don't think she ever went back up. She ended up making chief. And then the, there was one girl who was like a EP sailor of the year on an aircraft carrier and then came to the a school and just didn't do anything. And so I gave her an email that said she didn't do anything. And she was like, what the fuck? And she started quoting all these like accomplishments from before. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. Like the last 12 months, you have been a promotable sailor period. And then, uh, but then she turned it around and the next year she was a goddamn early promote, like fucking like with an exclamation point. And, and that's <laughs> what we, on. that's what, yeah. And that's what we gave her and she made chief mm-hmm. and she fucking, she was amazing. Yeah. Um, and so it, like, it didn't even do what people are like all weird about, like thinking it's going to do. And I'm not saying that it can't. I've sat I've sat in those rooms. I've been in those panel rooms and in, in the tank. And it's like, yeah, that it, it really could have held them back um, by virtue of them being surface CSs. It didn't because the quotas are just fucking nuts. And the, the competition's really not stiff at the like in jet. Like there's like there's a top echelon of people that are doing a lot of cool shit. But it's like there's so many quotas that there's just this glut of like you know, you don't really need to do as much as you think. <laughs> and uh, that's the dirty <laughs> little secret. See, submarine CSs are the same way. Like making chief as a submarine CS, it's like, like it's not not a big career milestone, but it's like sitting in that room, just keep breathing, dog. Just keep fogging that mirror and you're going to be fine. Um, <laughs> you, you don't need to do a hell of a lot. Like it's, yeah. it's not great. Um, but the yeah, whole you've met fun, chiefs. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know that thing? Yeah. Like, well, but it's not like that for every rate, man. Like, cause yeah. we did the, the panel I was on, we had RSs, which used to be SHs uh, and they mm. merged with like postal clerks or something. So yeah. RSs, surface LSs, surface CSs, sub LSs, sub CSs. It's not the same rate to rate, right? Like RSs, they're 
fucking evals you wouldn't think because you're like what do you run the ship store and do fucking laundry you know what i mean like you wouldn't think that their evals would be what they are but it's kind of like you guys were saying except they're on ships so they have an opportunity to do crazy shit it's like i think they have a ton of downtime but they go qualify shit bro they're like at woe qualified and fucking doing all this like create damage control shit and fucking weapons release authority and all that. They go do fucking crazy shit. So their evals are bananas and they don't yeah. have a lot of quotas. And Man, it's, so jealous. it's just like, you're like, you're trying to find the difference between a couple sailors of the year on unit to unit. And like one of them's not going to make chief this year. So it's like, it's, it's, that's how fucking the stark, the differences are in the system because when we got to sub CSs, I was like, can I just give all my quotas to the RSs? Because these guys fucking suck. Like the <laughs> candidates we're looking at are terrible. It was like professionally fucking embarrassing for me. Yeah. Um, so it's like they're not none of these guys. Yeah. yeah. They're not. And, and granted, like I'm not I'm not judging the human being based on observations. I'm just reading their fucking evals. So like maybe right. they just sucked. Maybe the eval writer was terrible. I'm sure it's just a constellation of reasons, but it's like the the records we're looking at fucking terrible. And so I'm just like, I would have made like three chiefs instead of like 14 or whatever. But they God. wouldn't let me give that many quotas back. So, yeah, it's it's a fucked up system. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what it tell me more about I, like I, I'm very curious about MA culture within the Navy as far as like so like you told me and, and I'm I imagine the parallel with Corman is relevant with like they get like you see like the bake sale memes like the collateral cowboys are the ones that win the rankings and shit yeah um I, and I like just because it's a shore centric rate and there's a lot of downtime I imagine it's similar but like I see a lot of like that kind of stuff like the bake sale collateral cowboy shit but I also see a lot of like toxic leadership shit like the seco stuff i i referenced before the before we started recording like it's like quarterly at least you get like a front front page navy times article of some seco that's fucking trafficking humans or something or like you know has a cocaine trafficking ring or some <laughs> wild shit and then uh yeah and then there's like the it it feels to me being on the outside looking in like because i monitor like the master arms meme page and we'll get to that later um yeah. with the alpha homa shit but uh like that like a, a couple of pages like that and i see a lot a, like I, I kind of i look at my my buddy runs a meme page uh for submarine stuff and it's like he explained it to me like he uses it to like vent off his frustrations it's like a yep. relief valve for his angst that he encounters in his naval life right and so he's like when you see a bunch of like flaming hot memes coming coming off that account it's like that's when you know i'm like just frustrated and i just needed to like get this shit out of my head right um the ma shit never quits dude that shit never shuts off there there's just this constant pressure applied where that relief valve's fucking always open and so i'm wondering like try your best to like explain to me being an outsider like what what is that why is it that way why does it seem so toxic and fucking angry all the time like because it does to me and maybe i'm wrong and that's fine but like explain explain in the best ways that you guys can like what is that in emic culture like why does it seem like it's on fucking fire all the time (laughs) well it is 
yeah. fair enough like what's going on like what is your it? breakfast if your breakfast was tornadoes white monster yeah. and a dude smokes <laughs> newport every fucking day like you'd probably be pretty be mad too yeah dude, i'd be like i've seen that in real life shout out to the banger submarine base uh mini necks bro like i don't Fuck yeah i don't think anybody else eats those fucking things but they no. still are, every one of them has the stupid little hot dog turner with those fucking tornadoes on it and like yeah. yeah you see it you see ma's with all their shit on buying fucking tornadoes and white it's, it's a hot it's a hot fucking commodity commodity to the point where they just installed <laughs> like one in, in the jail. Yeah, like they just installed one of those in the in the mini necks that we have on our on one of our uh, outlier uh, oh, that's installations. Hilarious. And as soon as like they had that shit like set up, all I heard like from the sections was like, "Dude, I can't fucking wait, man! I've been watching what? tornadoes every morning." I'm like, bro, yeah, <laughs> that's fucking it, dude. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was more of I thought that was more of like a meme, like uh, change your socks and take these Motrin 800s like for Corman. But like you see that you see it happen like I at any no, given time. Yeah, at, at any given time, but especially like right around when you guys like shift turnover or whatever, mm-hmm. go in the go in any mini necks on any naval base on the planet, and there's MAs buying fucking tornadoes. Dude, there's gonna be there's gonna be one MA in there with five debit cards buying a fuckload of tornadoes <laughs> yes. to start dispersing to every single post, yeah. and that's to start because every single rain. post is gonna have high traffic, and that's all the MAs are fucking doing. They have one unit that's like ready to respond in uh, case some shit pops off dude, somewhere. And there is cool buying tornadoes because now I'm going to be like a retired master chief of Santa Claus. And I'm just going to go to the mini next on a day and just buy a shitload <laughs> of tornadoes and monsters. And I'm just going to go to each game and be like, what's up, motherfuckers? Here you Dude, go. Uh, you would be a fucking hero. Like you will become a legend. All right, noted. <laughs> noted. I'm going to do it. it. I'll pass out. I'll pass out podcast stickers, tornadoes and fucking <laughs> white monsters. Let's if you think go. the meme page would a, go crazy over that, they fucking would, dude. I'm you about to be a all MA, over there. A hero chief MA right there, dude. <laughs> because Fuck if you yeah, want to sneak go. on to any base, any top secret, just bro, just pull bring up with tornadoes some cookies, and white monsters. Tornadoes, it's like in the movie. It's like in the movies when there's a guard dog and they just throw like a fucking bone to distract the dog. Yeah. Like here, here's some tornadoes and white monsters. Look the other way. Like MAs will have their like fucking vest and rifles sitting over there running after the tornadoes. They're just like, yeah, fuck yeah. that. I'm I'm hungry, bro. <laughs> You're gonna see him at the armory six hours uh, later, like, did I take off my rifle? I'll just start trolling them. Yeah, I'll just start doing it and I'll like Where? steal their fucking DOD cop car and park it somewhere stupid fuck, and then dude. just leave. They'll they'll park and they'll it think somewhere it's one of their stupid. boys. Don't fucking work. Why? <laughs> You're not gonna get in trouble. <laughs> Like, God damn it, damn I've seen the I I just saw some meme this morning where there was like an SUV parked on a golf course and it's like uh chief I don't think you can park there because it's like it's like on three wheels and just fucking, yeah. yeah oh god so nah, man, so like I have a bunch of theories about the MA um like what's up with the toxic leadership and why the MA yeah. community seem ha- like has so much vitriol in it but like. Aaron, I know you said that you had something big that you wanted to talk about with this. So do you want to touch on that first before I start throwing in some some theories? Sure. So the main thing with the leadership incompetence, as you tend to call it, within our community is what I kind of brought up at the beginning. It's like a university where you're a freshman 
uh, a sophomore, junior, senior, and then you're the professor. They don't teach yeah. you. And right. uh, like we've said before, it's <clears throat> trial by fire. They, uh, you keep getting qualified and qualified, so they keep pushing you mm-hmm. on until you fail. Yeah. And if you keep, like you've said in some of your recent episodes, if you keep not failing, they'll keep pushing you up to the next level. Yeah. Um, until you do fail, and then they'll just replace you. Yeah. And so in the MA community, it's a lot closer to us because every single day we experience it. We don't, it's not like this thing in the back of our mind. Yeah. We're out on the gate getting rained on and some. And every khaki pulling through is like, <laughs> oh, God, shitty. that's going to be my dry. M.A. shirt. Stay dry. Yeah. That's going to be like, my M.A. shirt for D gets apparel. There you go. Stay dry. And like someone and rolls through and you're like, do you want to post brief? And clearly you want to fucking die and you need to take 10 minutes and a glass of water. And like maybe you've had to shit for the last four hours. Yeah. And they're like, hmm. I kind of do want to post brief. I'm not doing anything. And you're yeah. like, oh, well, uh, fuck me then, I guess. Yeah. But, so uh, it's just the the horrible lack of training. And because your cortisol levels are so high, you're constantly getting yelled at on the firing line with guns or, you know, uh, crew serve <laughs> weapons. And they're like, you fucking suck. Figure it the fuck out. <laughs> and so... How do you make the right system when you're in a survival state? They're right, not bringing right. you up into your executive function so you can mm. make the correct decision. Yeah. They're saying, make these decisions or we're going to slap your PP. Yeah. And then after you get a little salty, every command you go to, the Navy security is weird because you're under that base's commanding officer. Mm. So you only have how much power that that one officer thinks you should have. Yeah. And everything that gets routed to him. So since I'm yep. retired, I can say some crazy shit. I think we should go to the provost marshal system that like the army and shit does. What there is... should be there should be a seco who's in charge of mm-hmm. like a detachment of security and this detachment gets sent to this base. These guys mm-hmm. guard this base for this long and then they rotate out and a new team comes in and protects that base. Oh. So they're not reporting to the commanding officer because there are stories in the MA community of like a commanding officer killing a guy <laughs> and then like Don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you work for me. Yeah. <laughs> or like um in a an undisclosed location where I had one of those security officers who may or may not have been on the cover of the Navy Times at some point. Yeah. It was normal for him to roll in drunk because his yeah. job sucked. And we understood. And he'd be like, Rah! and he'd have some girl because he'd had three failed marriages from the stress mm. and stuff. And he was taught that to be a man, high testosterone, and you got to be yeah. smashing chicks at the bar. And so that guy was just steady fucking up because he was living in a survival state. Yeah. And that's what security does to you. It's constantly like mm-hmm. a survival state. So there's Oof. no way, no one trains you how to decompress and relax as you've experienced now that you've gotten it. Right. Yeah. Everyone we talk still, to. Yeah, I'm still like, in the midst of it. Like, yeah. how bad does your neck and shoulders hurt every yeah. single day? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I like I do a preposterous amount of like self care shit Prehab, to try to rehab. like 
yoga, Stretches. fucking <laughs> hanging yoga. upside down, Bro, like, tank, <laughs> uh, cold plunges, sauna, yes. uh, fucking uh, chiropractor, because, massages, everything. And like you said, <clears throat> if we fix the system, the problems fix themselves. If we were yeah. like, hey, you know, mostly you're going to be responding to bullshit. Mm. And one thing I'm really grateful that it was security and not military police because I was about protecting people. I'm not here yeah. to enforce rules. If someone was doing something dumb that was going to yeah. fuck some shit up, I'd be like, hey, idiot, fucking stop. <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah. why? Fuck you. And I'd tell them and they'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Aaron, uh, yeah, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. And I kind of want to add a little bit into that because like. I think one reason why most MAs find themselves to be so disgruntled is one, mm-hmm. the job that they're described that they're going to go do versus the job that they actually end up doing are two completely yeah. different things. Like MAs, right? For the majority, they're security, right? They're not right. law enforcement, but every single mm-hmm. fucking person who goes to MEPS and sits down across yeah. that, yeah. that recruiter or whoever, that person, the detailer, and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, you're going to go be a master at arms. They're law enforcement, they're naval police, like they go out yeah, there and they arrest people. Yeah. High speed, fucking low drag, you know? You're gonna yeah. do, be, be doing VBSS, executive protection. <laughs> you go and then like you go through MAA school and they keep telling you the same fucking thing. You're law enforcement, of course. you're a badge, you are fucking you are the law, like and then you go to your first command and like you go through training and they're like, Yeah, man, like you're gonna be law enforcement, you're gonna get patrol officer qualified, Pat Soup patrol supervisor mm-hmm. like you're going to be fucking you're going to be out on the streets but before you do any of that we need you to go stand gate and you're just going to be checking yeah. these for the first four years of your naval career <laughs> and you're just like well that's not what the fuck i was told i was going to go do right like, <clears throat> right you know and then it, it, it starts creating this in like this in community joke where like we just refer to ourselves as mall cops right people yeah. are like <laughs> yeah you know I'm not even security. I'm just a fucking mall cop. You know, I just show up to yeah. work. I Paul Blart and then I go home, you know, get my yeah. fucking tornadoes and my white monster. And like, there's such, there's like a massive imposter syndrome floating around the MA community because of this, right? Because like, yeah. they're told they're going to be law enforcement. They show up to work. They're told they're going to be security. And then they just feel like they're doing fucking nothing, yeah. you know? Like right. anybody can stand a gate, anybody can hold a scanner, and anybody can scan yeah. IDs, right? Well, in a lot of places the they fuck? do, man. Like on sub bases, yeah. I don't know if they do that auxiliary security force shit everywhere, mm-hmm. but yeah, they did it on a sub base I was at in Connecticut where like they would just pull people from the galley and the barracks and just whatever, and they'd give them a little bit of training and fucking throw them yeah. in there. When you can quantify, when you can quantify <laughs> the base of our job. That takes us two months of a school to go through and then an extra additional month to two months of training. And then you can take that, condense it down into a two week course, bring somebody from a completely Mm -hmm. different rate, completely different job. They've been in the Navy for way less time than you or whatever. You bring them in. They go through the same shit you did within two weeks and they're out doing the same job as you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'd be like, why the fuck am I spending all my time doing this? It's a little insulting. Yeah. Yeah. I I should be. I. And it's crazy, man, because it's like on ships, right? Like they're pushing so hard now for MAs to flood ships because they're like, yeah, we don't want ISF running security. <coughs> they're like, we don't want as much ISF. We want mostly MAs because MAs know how to do the job right. But I it's don't, the yeah, same I mean, fucking I'd... job, dude. Like we're just checking IDs and saluting for you to yeah. come onto the ship. Like 
Yeah, I, I get it. Like reaction force team, like reaction force teams and stuff. Well, probably better I, for the MAs who've gone yeah. through tactical team training. But it's like, yeah, I wonder. Training. It, it's like tactical team movements, right? Like it's it's a skill that perishes, right? And mm-hmm. we're so focused on running these fucking like NSO XPs that are like small boat attack and the typical PPRs, right? We train to do those and only like one or two of those require us to do TTMs. So we're only ever doing TTMs like once every four months or so. Mm -hmm. So you're not even that well trained up on that anyway. So if the argument is because MAs know how to do TTMs better than ISF would, well, Mm -hmm. that argument goes out the window when you realize that MAs are doing them just as often as ISF would. Yeah. So I want to, kind of mesh that with your thing earlier where you talked about the lowest Mm -hmm. level of training and how like you have to focus on what do we do when shit hits the fan yeah because you have to know what to do then right so all of our training is like guns guns responding to an active shooter there's a bomb threat what do you do how do you stand up an icp but most of your day is like good morning welcome aboard (laughs) <laughs> would you or like a post brief when shit goes wrong and they call us you need to de-escalate but all yeah, of our training right. is about escalating yeah so that's a great how point. do you expect someone oh. to fail or how do you expect someone to succeed when you've set them up to fail as you've talked right. about innumerable times and we're yeah. still a av- bit available for consulting <laughs> <laughs> i think that we should really focus on interpersonal communication we should be rolling up, not how do but I control this situation, f- but how yeah. do I help get us to normal? But I feel like that, like, you could do specific things. Like, I, I feel like the the core competency should be just part of the leadership development and education stuff that doesn't really exist in the way that it should. But then you're doing, then you're, you're building on that in MA training for MA specific, like, I- interactions. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like, I wonder... I was going to go back to what like Tim was saying about the um, the putting MAs on ships and shit. It's like I had this issue. I was on it used to be Fort Lee. It's now it's like Fort Greg McCord or something. Something They renamed it because fucking that's the base what we that was now. Confederate, but is now. American. Yeah, now it's <laughs> not. It's named after someone else. But yeah, uh, it's. They used to, I don't know if they still do, but they used to let anyone with a state issued ID on that post, like they would just let anybody on base. Um, The reason I got that, I don't know if it's real or not, was there's a women's uh, military history museum on the base. And so they wanted people to be able to patronize that. So they fucking, instead of putting it outside the fence line, they're like, oh, let's just let out the whole world on base. And so we had an active shooter on that base when I was there. Different building, but... I was in a bill. I was in a barracks. I was in a fucking soft target walking around like we just locked the doors and and like <laughs> hoped for the best. And I'm in there with a a uh, security forces NCO from the Air Force. And I have these bats that are like they're on my wall, but like they're like ceremonial things. I was on the USS Louisville. So they gave us Louisville sluggers as like a reenlistment <laughs> thing. And so That's like kind of I had cool. it displayed in my office at work. And so me and this. Uh, security forces NCO are walking around with baseball bats because like what the fuck else are we supposed to do like I don't have a firearm I don't have anything else to defend the 
500 fucking sailors and airmen that are in this building. And it wasn't unique either. There was probably a dozen of those buildings on base because there's a bunch of army AIT, which is like a school for the army. There's Marines there. I mean, there was thousands of initial accession service members on that base and they were just letting who the fuck ever that had an ID on base. And so, um, I've always joked that like the because when I go on base nowadays, it's like very, very rarely an MA checking my ID. It's a DOD cop or more likely some random contractor that's overweight, probably has never fired that gun after initial quals and just like doesn't give a fuck. They're just there for the paycheck. You know what I mean? And it's like you can criticize the shit out of MAs all you want, but I would much rather have a fucking MA on the gate than these fucking human turnstiles that don't give a flying fuck because it's that much worse. You know what I mean? Like they care even less. Like I could have a picture of Mickey mouse on my fucking ID and they wouldn't care. They would just be like, Oh, come on on board dog. Fucking whatever. I I got out. Yeah, dude, it's fucked. And it's like, I don't like, I, I would much rather MAs be doing those things. And I sure the shit would much rather MAs be on ships because I've I've run like on submarines, uh, the duty I would stand in port. I was a security forces supervisor. So there's your first problem. But also like <laughs> the fucking security force that I'm supervising is not a security force. It's a bunch of random dudes that do other jobs that happen to be qualified a firearm. And that's yeah. your reaction forces and all that shit. If there's like a repel borders and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, like, look, I'm competent with a firearm. But I'm not like like it's not a thing I do a lot. And it's like when I was on active duty, like we it was like every six months I requalified a gun. And that was the only time I had an M9 in my hand unless I was turning over weapons. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I didn't even wear one on duty unless the the fucking threat con was escalated or some shit. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like but I would much rather have somebody. And, and granted, I would much rather you be more robustly trained, but like I would much rather that be your your function is like I would much rather there be a purpose built job for like. And if you think about what we do for a fucking living, why the fuck do we not have a very like a super robust like security infrastructure? Because there's like. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like your guys' promotion is pretty rough because so many people want to be MAs when they join the military, right? Like, isn't there kind of like a... It depends on the year. Don't quotas kind of suck for you guys? Yeah, quotas are pretty bad for MAs. Yeah, right now. I imagine that's driven by like, like kind of the same as Corman, where like people join (laughs) because they're like, you know, like it sounds cool and they don't have to go on a ship maybe and or probably don't have to go on a ship shit like that where it's like but like i think like it's one of those rates where it kind of sounds kind of sexy and it's like the fucking there's those certain amount of people that are trying to avoid sea duty and deployments so they're like oh yeah it's like a nine to five and i get to be a cop and it's fun school yeah so like yeah i don't understand it's not like there's a lack of people that want to join to do that so it's like i i wonder why there because like why isn't there an ma on a submarine that fucking does security you know like why isn't there a a bunch of MAs on a fucking every other damn ship instead of like aircraft carriers and maybe amphibs end of list. I don't know like what ships you guys go on, but I imagine they're big and that's probably where it stops. Yeah. Like it's on aircraft on aircraft carriers, right? There's like a push to have like, I I think on my ship we had 80 Mm. MAs, which is Mm. fucking insane. It's a lot. Um, 
And then but there's a shitload of people on that thing too, right? <coughs> I mean, yeah, fuck, you got thousands. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like it, it's an insane number to think about, like on on a ship. But like, yeah. Um, and then you go to like a small boy, right? Anything that's not mm. an aircraft carrier, there's like one, maybe two MAs, and that's like it. Yeah. Like that's it. So aircraft carriers have the massive amount, and then you know, obviously your short commands and stuff. Right. But yeah, mm. I, I mean. I, you raise a really good point. Like, why don't we have MAs running mm-hmm. security on the subs? You know, why don't... But think about, like, where the subs, whenever they go into port a lot of the time, usually they pull, like, the base security or whatever to go and fill in for that. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the platform, though. Like, because mm-hmm. there's, there's fast boats. I mean, they port all kinds of weird places. Like, I pulled into uh, both coasts of Australia, and both times we weren't on a naval base. We were just at a fucking pier. Like yeah. that, it was weird, and it's like it even coming in and out of San Diego is sketchy as fuck. Like we had a bunch of pleasure craft, like just you could reach out and touch them. It was nuts. I'm like, this yeah. is fucking crazy. Like I felt like at in danger, and like because on a submarine, <laughs> like the the best defense you because like you're really really vulnerable. It, like when you're on the surface, just put, puttering into port. You have a crew serve weapon in the sail, and then you got a dude with a fucking uh, a carbine and a fucking M9, a topside, and that's the whole fucking list. And it's like if there's 20 pleasure craft around you, you're you're completely relying on these boats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've got you've got Coast Guard and uh, like and usually the MAs have the fucking little boat to HBUs. So like, yeah. But you got like three of those. And there's like 27 fucking little sailboats and speedboats and pleasure craft all fucking over. And it's like, dude, if they wanted to, you're fucking blowing up a submarine. It's terrifying. Oh, yeah. And but and yeah, I dude, I'd much rather have a fucking swarm of M.A. boats surrounding me in Perth, Australia (laughs) than fucking whatever the hell was. If there was, I don't even remember what I wasn't topside for that. But you get your monster launching cannon. Yeah, get the, the harbor boats. Yeah, just start fishing <laughs> for MAs. If if I really could, like, kind of, if I had to take the MA community, I would honestly take it and probably split it into two. Right, like if I could mm. make a big a big decision for the MA community, I would take it and split it into. I would have the side that focuses specifically on law enforcement and the side that focuses specifically on security. Fisic. And my big reasoning, my yeah. big reasoning for that is because. At the end of the day, like the MA community, the MA job itself has way too many facets. They expect way too much out of MAs. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can hit almost every single one of those facets in a day as well, right? Like you like go from what? being like, security. Can you can you say more about that? Like what does that mean? They expect yeah, too absolutely. much. Like what is some of that stuff? So you're either you're Oh, Aaron. Oh, no, you can go ahead, Tim. I was just I <coughs> Yeah, so whenever it comes to like being an MA, right? So you're security, so you're out there checking mm-hmm. the IDs, you're traffic control. So now you're all of a sudden like running and trying to figure out like, you know, how 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 is this traffic pattern going to work? I've never yeah. been trained how to do this, but I'm doing it. And then <laughs> I get off of that post, I go and I start doing speed enforcement, right? Now I'm enforcing yeah. traffic signals. I'm continuing my traffic enforcement policy. Then a case comes in and now I'm an investigator. At the end of the day, then now we have your analysis that we got to go run. Or There's a DUI. Have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we have to go and run like the breathalyzer, right? And then mm-hmm. you go back to your gate and then you're back to checking IDs and you're back to doing traffic control. Okay. And it's insane. Like you have way too many facets for one job to be able to focus on. You know, like mm-hmm. 
if you broke it up at least and just had like the law enforcement investigation side, security yeah, and traffic would, console side, like it just it would make so much more sense. Oh, I'm surprised you that, guys don't have divisions like just oh. like like security is a department and then you just have like traffic division, security division, no. fucking investigation. They, they take the security personnel and break them up into sections. And then within those sections, you have to fill in all those facets. It's That's insane. So dumb. Why would and you, then you also have like you also have That's the MAs so that have you have the MAs that have to run the the armories and yeah. like the, we have like our duty armors uh, the yeah the dispatch MAs as well so they have to all mm. of a sudden become able to take information from people calling in and like the idea of like being well if you're not qualified for dispatch you can't sit on dispatch but like truth be told our PQS system in the navy is busted so yeah. even if I am qualified for dispatch that doesn't mean I'm qualified to be taking emergency or, calls. Well, there's like, a the fuck? submariners like to like to talk about how the, there's a big difference between being qualified and being proficient. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's yeah, I'm qualified. I was qualified lots of shit, but that doesn't mean I'm you should just let me relieve you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Like, yes. If I haven't stood I'm, that in forever, I need a proficiency to, to I need yeah. to like get back up to speed. And yeah, I may be qualified, but I'm not competent. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, the MA community, like there's, we always joke about it, but it's like, we're, we're a jack of all trades and a master of yeah. none. Like, yeah. and I know a lot of people like to use that phrasing and everything, but with the MAs, it really feels true. Like yeah. inside of the MA community is just way too many tiny subsidies, subs, subsidiaries that are just yeah. like, like, what the fuck are we going to do with all that? How yes. are you ever going to be able to be proficient at doing one side of that job yeah. when you have to focus on the other eight? It feels like you could have a really rich career progression if they reorganized it as like divisions where like you like it's kind of like the the uh, it still could be like the entry level guys are doing security. And then as you promote, it's like, okay, now you're going to do traffic as a third class and then you're going to do, I don't know, investigations as a second class or maybe first class and like second class is dispatch or fuck. I don't fucking know. But like you could have a really rich career progression where you get to do all those things in route to being the the watch commander or supervisor or seco, whatever the fuck. Uh, right. In some top, places so. that happens. Why? So how, why does it happen in some places and not a, not like as a standard? Because we work for the commanding officer. So who is your commanding oh, officer? Okay, so that's what they who want you to do. dictates that kind of shit. Yeah. What's important and to I'm that I'm not saying officer. it's all on the skipper. The skipper very yeah. rarely dictates what security does. Yeah. He just I say, I delegates feel like they it to the SECO. Yeah. But right. then it's I feel like the SECO. So does the SECO so care what your pay grade is for your duty? I would hope so. To an extent. <laughs> Like in order to be sent to two thousand or uh, executive protection or firearms instructor, you're yeah. supposed to be an E five or an E six. So right. yes, there are some checks in place. It's not the as, only thing I care about, but like I care about it. Yeah, but it's more like I care about your level of experience and competence. But like, it, I mean, I also like there are certain situations. Like if I'm going to make you an investigator, I would much rather have a first class or a chief doing that, just because you're going to have to go investigate people that are going to try to bully you with rank. And so it's like, I would like somebody that has their big boy pants on or big girl pants on, you know what I mean? That can like push back or just not care or not be intimidated. But like, Mm -hmm. but again, I mean, there's probably a second class out there that can do that too. That's an anomaly that I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm just saying like, if they have, if they have career (laughs) aspirations in the Navy, they're going to have those concerns as part of their calculus, you know, like uh, about, 
when somebody of a higher rank uh, goes in on them. Um, Because even like if it's not a suspect that's more concerned about their own like well-being than shit like that. It's like if you come interview me as a witness to something and I'm a master chief and I'm like friends with that guy, like, uh, you know, this could go fucking weirdly for the seaman, you know? So Um, before we get into that rank differential, I suppose, Mm -hmm. I do want to touch on how Tim said we are specialty centric and how that does bust break our stuff. Uh Because when I was getting out, the test was focused on um, Harbor and K-9. So if you didn't know about Harbor and K-9, you were SOL. That's or, weird. That seems like uh, there's some pretty niche areas of what you guys do. Is that not? Is that yes, accurate? But what if okay. the top cop was K-9? Then he's going to push in that direction. Say, hey, we need to be focused on K-9 because they can do. Oh. They can find drugs quicker. They can find bombs. They're a huge anti-terrorism. They're point zero one percent of the force. And a force like, multiplier yeah, totally. Let's and focus. blah blah blah. Yeah. So that's it right there. Each Idiots. time that the mission changes a little bit, your requirements change. So if you keep moving the goalpost, what happens? Right. So nobody it's, knows hey, what it is. Here's what you're trained for. But then you get to your first job and they say, actually, you're going to do this here. And then you pick up rank and they say, oh, well, you're going to do this now. So it is strange. And what if half your test is about firearms? I'm clearly going to score better than Tim because I was a firearms instructor. Uh, And then they take those test scores that are about very specific things and what if you just got off a 16 hour shift and you had to take the test because your chief sucks because they're a yes man. Yeah. So then clearly you're going to flunk the test. But what if that's our top guy? And the reason he worked yeah. a 16 hour shift is because we could not trust he's anyone the, else to do it. He's the easy button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in Poland, they wanted to cap me or map me or whatever they call it these days. Mm-hmm. But they were like, ah, eh, he's getting out. Ah, eh, he scores yeah, really yeah. well on the test. Ah, eh, he yeah, boards He'll well. make it off the exam. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give it to and somebody so they, that doesn't deserve it. They promoted like <laughs> yeah. the guy that came on after me because yeah. he was close to higher tenure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was are just issues. talking about that, dude. I just oh, talked I about that on an episode. Yeah. <laughs> we, we listened to that one. We talked about yeah. it. Nice, nice. But uh, yeah, I think there should be a a bigger drive of like, we should be trying, instead of saying, you need to know all this shit, mm-hmm. say, hey, does this person know how to relax? compose themselves and find the right solution. And yeah, I mean, I kind of stumbled across that through my leadership. I didn't find that yeah. until um, I'm sure Zach would be fine with me saying his name. I'm not going to use his Navy name. So Zach, shout out to you. He was the first guy I knew who you would come to him with a problem and mm-hmm. he would say, well, let me go look at some instructions and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Because yeah. we're expected. You have to know the answer now. Mm-hmm. There's a bear, yeah, dude, I, you know, I don't answer? know. I don't know if I ever did it consciously, but I used to do that a lot with my guys where like they would ask me a question and I would open the book with them and go find yeah. the answer. But that's a very submarine it, like that's part of our DNA in that way is like, what does the book say? What does the procedure say? Like, we're very, mm-hmm. very, very policy driven. Um, and well, like, I mean, the ocean's right there. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's actively <laughs> trying to fucking kill you. So it's yes. like, yeah, there, there's a reason for it. Like they. They use the our policies are written in blood because like the reason this policy exists is because it's to keep you safe from whatever circumstance happened before where some dude got 
you know, maimed or killed or whatever, or like protect equipment and shit too. But yeah, it's like the, we're very, very policy driven, but like, I've always been that way though. Like, cause I, when I was at E4, I was like quoting the book to my first class that was fucking doing yeah. it wrong. And I'm like, Hey idiot, there's a book for this. Did you not read it? Cause that's like the thing that tells us how to do our job correctly. And then I would get in trouble for calling him an idiot. And I'm like, yeah, but he's an idiot. Like, well, it's not like, is it an insult if I'm just stating fact? Like he's <laughs> yeah, fucking same. incompetent. <laughs> and I like, it got to a point where like, cause I, like I was very good at what I did and it's uh, what I do is public. So like everyone knows I'm good at it cause they're eating my product every, you know, every day. And so like they would pull me in the cheese mess and they'd be like, dude, you have to stop yelling at your first class. I'm like, but he's an idiot. And they're like, yeah, we know, but you can't tell him that we're working on it. I need you to just trust that we're working on it. And I'm like, fucking like, what do you, I, how, I'm supposed to just not say anything. Like that's not how I'm built, bro. I used to get in trouble constantly. And the chiefs would like, like sympathize with me, but like, they'd be like, dude, you're, you being MS three at the time. Like you can't fucking do that. Like, yeah, kinda, I got talked to in Nevada. Like I can actually, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Shout out to Rocket. <laughs> like, dude, you yeah. gotta quit calling Chief dumb. Like, that's not good. <laughs> you really, dude, you really just can't do that. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Colin Sailor's dumb. Let's talk about the Alpha Homa thing. I'm very, I'm very curious about how you guys process that and how, like, I went through the comments section, but I don't really trust that as like a, a great barometer or whatever. Like, mm. I went through the, like the MA uh, meme page comments on a lot of those posts, um, yeah. and it just seemed like a lot of real uh, pile, like just piling on and and like. Um, trolling and shit like that just like throwing gas on the fire i'm very curious about like based on what you guys know about it which i'm assuming is more than me uh what do you guys think of it is it is it a common thing for somebody in that position to kind of like like i think you could make the, i think you could confidently say it was an abuse of power um or position is that is that a thing that happens a lot because like whoa we got badges and guns we can do whatever the fuck we want kind of thing um and like, and yeah, we'll, we'll get into the nuts and bolts, but I'm curious about like how, how you guys processed and, and, uh, like understood that situation and, and how you felt about it. So I'm going to step away real quick. So Tim, if you want this, cause, oh, uh, ma uh, master chief respectful request, a head call. I got go away, dude. <laughs> the fuck I'll be back. I don't need my permission to do shit. <laughs> so yeah. Um, the big thing about it, right, in this kind of goes back to what I was talking about, right, with the MAs and what we're yeah. told we do versus what we actually do. Right. And we start finding ourselves in this echo chamber where we are constantly going off of this idea that we are the ones who are enforcing good order and discipline, right? Like, it's solely on the fucking MA. It's only on the badge. That's it's weird. That, it's, that, it's your job, right? That's like, like the whole identity of the Chiefs mess you just described there. It's good no, order and discipline. I mean, yeah, but that's... We thing, own right? it. Like, that's the funny thing, right? Because once you start yeah. talking to other people in the Navy, you realize like good order and discipline ultimately falls down to just everybody. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. everybody's job to be like, Hey, you know, don't, right. don't be a fuckhead over there. Right. <laughs> hey, this is, it said, it clearly says no smoking. So go over there another 10 feet yeah. to the gazebo an and asshole. smoke, man. Just go over there and smoke. Fuck. <laughs> but MAs, right? So if we don't branch out and talk to other rates and get to know other people and stuff, mm -hmm. which you would think we would do. And for Alpha Homa, I, I don't know 
her personally. I don't know. Yeah, that's not her actually her name. Path. I don't remember what no, her first I, I name know, is. I, for the, okay. Yeah, I just I like. Know what her I don't want that is. to become her like unofficial first name, even though she kind of, <laughs> kind of, you kind of did that to yourself. But like, I mean, yeah, she calls herself I, that. If that's what she yeah, calls herself, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping like I'm taking her out of name. You know. Ah, uh, yeah, I know you're not at all. I'm just. Yeah. I'm, it's more for the listeners. I like that's not actually of her course. name, and and I I don't like. Um, I try really hard to humanize everybody even if they're the villain and it's like in this story she was kind of but it was a human being making a mistake like i'm hoping she grew from it and learned from it but yeah sorry good no you're good like again right it's that echo chamber mentality where she probably just felt like she was the only one like she saw a problem nobody else clearly said anything so she's gonna Mm -hmm. fucking fix it because why well She's the sole person who is responsible for good order and discipline. So she's going to jump on it. She's going to do it. Yeah. The bragging aspect that just simply comes down to like ego. Um, Yeah. Emotional. You know, I mean, that's not that's not a great that's not a great look. Like, look, if you had just corrected the sailor for whatever the fuck it was and then Mm. went about your day like. You would have been fine. But taken to social media and that's just a that's just a a human issue. You know, I don't even know if that's true, though, because of the way she was doing it where she, it was like she was dunking on everybody like she was just that's that's what I took away from like the social media posts that I saw mm-hmm. it was like they they had screenshotted some of them and and granted like I wasn't there but like the way yeah. she communicated what the exchange was it was like it right. kind of sounded like she was just punking people right so it's and like I, even I guess, if she hadn't posted it it's probably not what she should be doing and I guess but, I, I guess I should clarify on on that aspect too right like mm-hmm. I personally try and see the best in this situation, yeah. right? Like the way she typed it up and the messages that she put out there about how she handled these situations. Yeah. I personally feel like she just embellished it just for social probably. media, just to get a reaction from her friends or whatever. Right? Probably. Like it probably didn't actually happen where she went out of her way to confront a sailor in front of their spouse or whatever. Maybe yeah. it did. Maybe it didn't. You know, me personally, right? Like I, I'm an MA. I see somebody walking through the parking lot at the next and they don't have their fucking cover on. I'm not going to shout halfway across. If like they're walking to their fucking car, it's like, well, they probably forgot their they're cover. They're almost like, in what their am car. I gonna yeah, do? they probably forgot yeah, their like, cover. What, like- <laughs> what am I going to do? You know, but yeah. if, you know, if I saw somebody walking by with their hands in their pockets, like again, right? Like to me, I'm not going to be like, hey, man, get your fucking hands out of your pockets. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> that's and how I would handle it. Like, I- Cause I was the hands, I was the get your hands out of your pockets guy for a while. Um, and, and it was, it was the, it was that kind of a thing. It like, and it stuck with me longer than it re- it really should have where, um, I, I was looking at, cause there, cause there is an argument to be made at, 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 that I don't wholly disagree with that. Like, uh, and it's, it's more like a, you join the Navy. It didn't join you. So like, like Aaron was saying earlier, like just don't be a fuckhead. Like just fucking mm-hmm. like you agreed to this set of principles and rules and standards and stuff. Even if they changed while you've been in, you agreed to adhere to these things when you joined the Navy. So like, just don't put your fucking hands in your pockets when you're in uniform and you'll get the, well, why, what the fuck does it matter? Why do I have pockets then? And it's like, look, I'm not saying it it makes sense. I'm not saying I even give a shit on like if you examine the issue on its own. I don't mind if you have your hands in your pockets generally. It's but it's written it's in the, the uniform regs that you shouldn't. So yeah. don't. But then at the same time. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like they've you 
I don't know how con- I, I'm, I imagine it's pretty common outside of the submarine community, but it's like it's like they train officers in the submarine community in the nuclear pipeline to constantly troll chiefs by putting their hands in their pockets. And I wouldn't put it past them. But like I'm telling you, every single fucking CO I've ever had, bro, we're at all hands call. CO comes across the brow, ding, ding, ding and shit, fucking walks up to the crew and their fucking hands go right in their pockets as they're talking to the crew. And it's like, <laughs> sir, are you, are you fucking trying to make my life hurt? Like, because then I, then it's like permission granted to everyone under that CO's command to put their hands in their pockets. But then right. you got all these chiefs going, get your fucking hands out of your pockets. It's like, why? The CO does it every single fucking time he stands in front of us. And so yeah. you get to this point where like, all right. If you're not going to take it seriously, I'm not going to fucking take it seriously because why? Like, what's the fucking point? And those sailors, like on top of it, not necessarily making sense, which, you know, I, I on, on the face of it, I agree with um, it, the, the uniform regs say don't do it. But then the people charged no bullshit with actually enforcing the uniform regs on its face as like a policy, like the authority behind me saying, get your hands out of your pockets is putting his fucking hands in his pockets. So I'm yep. just like. You, it's an unenforceable standard, so you might as well just revise that shit out of the uniform regs. Because when you tell a junior sailor who witnesses that a, a, every time they see their fucking CO, it's like when I say, "Hey, man, get your hands out of your pockets." So, like, see, really, really, you're going to expend any leadership capital at all on this? And then as soon as they're gone or I'm gone, their hands go right back in their pockets. Exactly. And most people don't give a fuck, and yeah. enough, not enough to stop them and say, "Hey, get your hands out of your pockets." Yeah. So it's like, what what the fuck is the point, man? And like. The way it was illustrated to me best was I walk. I used to when I was in the Tidewater area at Fort Lee. Now, whatever the fuck McCord or whatever, Greg McCord, something like that, I think. Um, I would go to the Tidewater. I would go to like Norfolk to go to a Navy exchange to go to medical shit like that because the we didn't have a great relationship with the Army base. Um, and I'd go down there and I would walk through the Navy exchange on Norfolk Naval Station, and it's like a fucking. It's like it's like a see how many uniform violations you could spot in this picture. Like it's like fucking you can't walk three feet without somebody doing something just egregious. And I'm like, if I'm going to get in here and get out of here in any like kind of timely manner at all and accomplish anything, it's like these motherfuckers got chiefs. They got chiefs. I, I can't fucking stop every single person I see that's doing something stupid. And they're all doing something stupid. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just, I can't. And this is not tenable. If these other chiefs aren't going to fucking do it. Because I remember I tell the story about, I went to, uh, and this was way before they relaxed any of the regs on hair color and stuff. I went to a clinic. I was waiting for a medical appointment. And there's this chief in uniform with stop sign red hair. Like fucking <laughs> as red as red can fucking get red hair. God damn. And I'm like. Look, I'm like staring at her and I'm like, how, 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 how are you walking around base and going to work every day in uniform with your fucking hair colored that way? And it's like, like, and she's a chief and I'm just like, I give up. I fucking just whatever, man. You all have chiefs. Even she had a fucking CMC. It's just like, fuck off. Like if you guys aren't going to take this seriously, I'm not going to take this seriously. And that's kind of like. I arrived at this place where it's like there are certain standards that the Navy has made unenforceable by their unwillingness to take them seriously. So it's like, why do we even have them at all? 
just fucking yeah. delete them. Like it's dumb as fuck. But sorry, that was a rabbit hole. I went off on no. my squirrel tangent. Look, every everything you said, I completely agree with. Right? Because I yeah. used to do the same thing. I used to tell people, "Hey, get your hands yeah. out of your pockets." Whatever right. you dick about it. Uh, yeah, on the ship, I was sometimes kind of an I asshole. Would. Right? Yeah. Catch yeah, me in like, mood. It's just it is what it is. Right? Like, but yeah, you know, I used to tell people, "Get your hands out of your pockets." You know, yeah. Put your cover on when you're outside. Right. You know, did you fucking shave today? Like, go yeah. shave yeah. and then come back. You know. Like th- those are things that I have done, and those are things that I no longer stick to as strictly, right? Yeah. Like if I see somebody walking into the fucking necks or walking through the necks with their hands in their pockets, I'm doing something. I have my own fucking life. Yeah. This person clearly doesn't care. The they fucking have a chief, five bro. chiefs they, that they just walked that's, by yep, obviously yep. didn't care. And that's I'm just the like, way I look at it. Like, yeah, like you got look, a fucking chief. <clears throat> They have a chief. I'm not gonna. I'm fuck? not gonna go over there. I'm not gonna break away from my current, like mm. whatever the fuck it is I'm yeah. doing, to go and yeah. correct this person who's not even gonna yep. fucking give me the time of day anyway. Right. So yeah, you know, like, it, and when it comes when it comes to the homeless situation again, right? Like, not only like is she wrong for trying to correct sailors? No, right? Like, good on her for wanting no. to enforce yeah. things, right? <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, there, yeah, for sure, there's an upside good, for sure, right? Like, good on her for. Being Don't willing be an and and like like having like having the desire to do it, but also like yeah. having the having like the the where not being so fuck, it, right? like Cur- yeah like courage doesn't seems like too strong of a word, but like you know like having the willingness to go up to somebody and actually do it is a, is different than yeah than talking about it. Well, but it's yeah, just because like a dick about it, it's not like at her move. at her point yeah. right like being an MA one with with you know the fucking advancement as bad as it is for us like she's probably been in for eight years to nine years or so. She's not jaded on the idea of correcting people, which, you know, again, good on her. But it's like, you know, if you go and correct somebody and you're an asshole to them and you have said this plenty of times in multiple episodes, if you go up to somebody and you're like, get your hands out of your fucking pockets, blah, 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 blah. They're just going to be like, all right, fuck you, whatever. And then put their hands back in their pockets when you walk away. As soon as as the opportunity presents. Yeah. And then also, if you correct somebody, right? Like if I pulled somebody over and I gave them a fucking ticket because they were going 45 and a 30 on mm-hmm. base, I'm not going to go to Facebook and be like, yo, I can't believe these yeah. fucking dependents. All I like all they <laughs> fucking want to do is drive and speed to the hospital. I pulled their ass over and they tried to they give me a sob story. Thorker. And I said, put your fucking seatbelt on. Do you know who my dad is? Fuck you. Like, like I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. Like, that's just it's it feels icky. Yeah. It feels weird. It feels gross. And like I'm a grown ass adult, like I don't go yeah. to Facebook and post that much anyway, right? Right. So I don't know. It, to boil it down, right? Like I can understand why the MA uh, meme page like latched onto that, suck like <clears throat> like sunk its fangs in and just like yeah started bleeding that shit dry. Right. But it's like she is a person, you know. And yeah. I completely agree with you, right? Like they needed to like. Address the situation, sure. You know, make a joke about it once or twice, sure. Yeah. But like, the MA community has so much anger about being an MA that the yeah. moment they see something like that, they're just gonna fucking pile on. Oh yeah, and they just gotta yeah. chill. Like, they just gotta fucking chill, man. Like, that's all it is. Yeah, she sucked. She probably is gonna learn her lesson when she tries to correct a chief one day, and that chief is like, "Who the fuck?" Or and then she's yeah. gonna go about her life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be anybody. Like, I've heard so many people, and I, I like, hate when I hear people say this when they're like, "Yeah, I, I want her to come up and correct me. I'll swing on her." Like, bro, are you yeah, serious? Well, like, no, you're not. Stupid, you're just a fucking idiot. In his face. No, yeah, you're not. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would. Go to boot camp. 
Fuck. But like, I can tell you, like the re- like, I agree with what you said earlier about like she was probably embellishing those encounters to look cool on social media or something because. Like, and I might be unique in this regard, too. I don't think I'm that unique, though. Like, I mean, I know I could make you a list of people I know that would do the same thing. But like, if I was at the mini next, one of the scenarios she explained, she was going into the mini next probably to buy a tornado and fucking monster. White White monster. monster. But uh, yeah. And, uh, and she corrected some sailor about uniform stuff. And um, but like if she had actually done it the way that she did it and I was walking in or out of the mini next, I would have melted her fucking face off. So I'm just like, I I don't know that like I can't imagine she's if she's doing that on a regular basis in public settings like that, that she hasn't encountered somebody like me that would stop. And what the fuck are you doing? Who's your fucking chief? Like, let's go have a conversation with them about how fuck like ridiculous and inappropriate and unprofessional that was and how you're embarrassing your fucking career field right now. Like, I would fucking go in and it's like. Dude, you fuck. No, you wouldn't get away with that shit. So I'm just like, I find it hard to believe that she's doing that on a regular basis in the way that it was presented on Facebook. Um, Cause like there's a, there's a fine line. Cause like it's, it won't, she, she tacks a couple degrees to the right and it's just a, a, a stern first class correcting a uniform issue. Yep. Cause like, you know, like I'd be like, I, I could also picture myself if, if it went down the way that I think it probably did, like you were saying, it's like, I could see myself going, well, that was a little harsh, but all right. Like, I'm not going to stop and fucking do anything about it. If it's like just her kind of like being a little harsher than she probably should have, but not kind of stepping over that line of professionalism Mm -hmm. and, and just common courtesy and treating a human like a human. Like, yeah, I could understand, uh, my walking by and just being like, ah, that, that seemed a bit much, but maybe I missed something. Maybe he was being mm-hmm. insubordinate. I don't fucking maybe know. Maybe he does this every day. Y- right. Yeah. Right. And I like, and I, I, I could, but I could also see like, if, if it really happened the way she put in the Facebook post, I'm like, how has somebody there's, not destroyed you yet? Yeah. Like, there's no way a bystander would watch yeah. that shit happen and not intervene right. in some way, shape or form. I would like no to way. think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, again, I right, like, like I tried, so. I tried I to look at true. it with the most amount of like, uh, with, with a positive mindset, like, you know, hopefully people are not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I, somebody would want to Yeah, help. I don't, I find it, I, I, f- I think it's incredibly unlikely that she's evil. I don't think that at all. Like, I think no, she's, no. And it, she's encountering leadership and competence like we all do at yeah. some point. And I think she just has never been taught the things she would need to to understand that in this context and in this position, this is not the way to fucking do this and the reasons why. And it's like because there's because, again, like she's she's probably just emulating the fucking examples that have been like mm-hmm. uh, like exalted in the fucking community. You know what I mean, like there's probably some M.A. chief that she looks up to that is like Screamed known for, for that. living. Yeah, hey, like known, hat, right, for going yeah. hard in the paint. And once you're mm-hmm. wearing anchors, there's a lot less policing that's going to go on publicly. Pun intended. There's your cop pun for the day. Like the Thank you. where <laughs> you're welcome uh, there, like where the chief doing that. There's not a lot of chiefs that are going to stop and face fuck that. I would. But like, there's not a lot of fucking chiefs or senior chiefs or mass chiefs that are going to stop and do that publicly. You know what I mean? And and I'm not saying it should be that way because and that's why I would like I would fucking snatch a chief up real quick, too. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's not how you because 
while while it's unfortunate that we got to the point where I have to publicly fucking shame you, also that like we are where we are, motherfucker, and there's a lot of mileage. Like I I can rehab the the image of chiefs that that sailor is going to take forward with them by doing that in front of them. And it's like, like we are where we are. You clearly need to be corrected. Let's just rip this fucking bandaid off. I do. I want to do it publicly. No, but I'm not going to allow you to bludgeon that sailor like that. And then make every single fucking chief they ever encounters job more difficult by allowing that to happen and not chin checking you in public. So stand the fuck by that sailor has like, you know, 25 friends in their barracks or whatever and they're gonna go back and tell all that that story and they're all gonna fucking be like fuck evangelize the fuck these shit colors gospel you You went ahead you gassed up this car you put it into drive and you started going off I'm just fucking taking the reins from you man like that it is what it is it sucks but yeah yeah Aaron I would again argue that this is a um, a root and environment problem I'll be back Mm -hmm. okay because we do all have like a good core, right? Yeah. And it just gets distorted by the environment or the the factors that are present. So I do think that this individual is probably exaggerating a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But also Same. there have been several times where I've had somebody come at me sideways even I can think of uh, my my buddy Sven, his now wife, out in Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing turnover and we were both watch commanders. Yeah. And the base is right pretty close to the Baltic Sea, so it's cold as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. I'm fucking bald. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, so it didn't Poland, escape me. <laughs> I had my, my body armor on, so my core was mm-hmm. warm. Yeah. I had a toboggan on. Because my fucking ears are cold. Yeah. My buddy's wife now came up and was like, hey, uh, you kind of looking like a shitbag. And I kind of laughed because I had turned around a section and I was very well known for being good at my job. And I was like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. She was like, oh, you're out here in a, uh, a, bo- or a watch cap with no fleece. And I laughed in their face and yeah. walked away. Yeah. That was not the right thing. <laughs> I mean, it was a twelve-hour night shift. Was the wife in the military too? And there's yeah, like yeah, rank she was. Okay. We were both E fives. I'm thinking we to myself, a civilian no, spouse no, no. is doing it, and I'm no, like, we were both. Watch why commanders. are you talking to me? Like, get no, the fuck no. out of here. Like, Let me say. So, uh, my buddy's wife, she's an E six, like me and Tim. Yeah, okay. she's in Navy flight officer school right now. Okay, when we yeah. did like bib work and stuff for exams, mm. she didn't get a question wrong. Yeah. She was, like you said, a push button third, picked up E5 immediately, picked mm. up E6 immediately. So it was like a three, it was a four year, three or four year E6. Damn. And they knew everything. Yeah. But there's a huge difference between intelligence and wisdom. Yeah, and understanding, I feel like, is... Yeah, so they corrected being me. Being able to memorize a book and being able to understand <clears throat> what it says are two very different things. Whenever the shit starts beeping, it, yeah, it's a lot yeah. different. So, <laughs> you know, later I said, hey, that wasn't... I shouldn't have... Yeah. Thank you for doing this in private so I didn't laugh at you in front of your team or whatever, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was four in the morning in Poland. It was 
yeah, two I'm degrees freezing. outside. Fuck off. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I stepped out of my office to come do guard mount. Yeah. I needed a toboggan. I didn't need a, you know, to take off all well, of my gear, put on a And fleece. also, <laughs> what's funny is, like, when it becomes safety, it's like a different thing because like I, I I've I've even noticed like we be topside right we're like doing uh like the line handler crew that's topside on a submarine when it's coming in and out of port right so we'll be up there and it's like we had to I think it was when we were transiting from uh we were going to the shipyard so we were dead sticking because they didn't want to spin up the reactor or whatever so we were getting like towed by a bunch of tugs and but we had to be topside the whole time and it was we're snorkeling. So you get the plume of fucking exhaust and there's water because seawater cools the fucking exhaust when it comes out. So it like sprays this fucking gross ass exhaust water and raining <laughs> on you and shit. And then there's a breeze. Right. So it gets cold. And I mean, the day was pretty brisk, too. And it's just like the work when we were topside. It's like, you know, like fucking sailors. They don't know where their gloves from boot camp are and they didn't buy new ones because they're savages. So like then they're like <laughs> topside on the submarine and they're like freezing. Their cold hands are cold. And so you're, my my cob, so the CMC is basically just like, just put your fucking hands in your pockets for this moment only. And it's like, oh, oh, so we can put our hands in our pockets. And it's like, like listen, asshole, but like, chill out. <laughs> when yeah. it becomes a, an issue of safety, though, it's like one, I need you to be art- to be able to articulate your fucking hands because of what we're doing. It's like, I need that line to go when it needs to go. And I need to, you know what I mean? Like you need to be able to catch the fucking heavy and all this shit. But, I don't want you to get deep um, love. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want you. Yeah. I don't want you to get your skin peeled off your bones either. And I don't yeah. want you to, um, I don't want you to like get frostbite or any of this other shit. Like, I don't remember how cold it was, but it was fucking cold. Um, so yeah, your hands will go numb and then you can't do the thing. All, there's all kinds of bullshit. So he was just like, oh, yeah, go ahead and put your, if you need to, or you don't have gloves, put your hands in your pockets. And so it was like a big thing, but it's like it, when it's safety, it's like, come on, dude, like shut what, which one's more important that I adhere to the, the thing in the book or and I would that not my have ears don't fall the fuck off, you know, during like, a 10 minute turnover. Fair, so but I'm she, saying she was like technically correct, but there's a big you were difference. You're on watch though, right? So like you, yes. d- it was a shift that you had to like not freeze your ass off. I yes, I'm not. But what I'm maybe. saying is, uh, we're taught the third general order: report all violations of orders I'm instructed to enforce. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, "Hey, you're in charge of these people, and here's how yeah. you're fucking up." Because That's as fair. a maze, no, it's a fair. Yeah, it's a fair correction. I mean, I'm just saying, but like all it, of our grading criteria, they tell you. Be hypercritical. Yeah. Find the problem. Yeah. So it's true. if we're looking for the problem, you're going to find a fucking problem. Yeah. If you're constantly now, looking for one. If your team shows up, everything goes well. Nobody gets hurt. They're like, cool. Find a reason to yell at them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Get it's like going there. But there's a difference between how can we do better and and what did we fuck up? And it's like maybe everything did go line. Did yeah well and th- but um, I'm saying um, like people um, like to dress up. Uh, what can we do better with? How did we fuck up? And like mm-hmm. a- as that, and it's like no, like it, if everything went correctly and all the objectives and you know criteria were met and everything was done safely, it's like okay, so we win. We did all the things correctly. We beat the game. But like, how can we do it better next time? Like, because we can yeah. do it better, faster, stronger, whatever. So it's yeah. like that. There's a there's a country fucking mile between that and okay, what do we fuck up? What did you find something that we did wrong? Because that's how critiques always go, too. It's like 
it, they go in there to to find lessons learned and and make sure we like what's the root cause what you know what's the set the other thing and what are the lessons learned and how are we going to prevent this in the future but it's like it, what really happens is you go in there and like all right who are we blaming you know like whose fault yep. was this and right. it's like no it's not it's not always someone's fault like sometimes shit just goes wrong like the ocean gets a vote the fucking ether gets a vote the assholes we're interacting with gets a get a vote the people come through the gate get a vote you know what i mean like and it's raining it, <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like <laughs> fuck man like yeah like it's it, the, i can't control everything so it's like sometimes shit just goes wrong and there's nothing that the people in charged with doing the thing that is supposedly went wrong can do about it like it just shit has people are gonna run gates it's a thing that and happens like that's fucking one happened reason. to me once when i was a cdo and it was fucking yeah. wild but yeah one of the big things that i think drives the sometimes playful division between security or police and fire is like mm -hmm. fire and ems they show up and they're like did you do everything you could okay great job yeah go home yeah security it's hey did you show up and do everything you could cool here's all the shit you didn't think of yeah here's, here's all the all shit the you should have done better up. so God. then how is that leader gonna be whenever they're right doing critiques? same thing yeah so yeah. i think we do Dude, have to kind of yeah. do a a radical mindset shift yeah yeah which yep. will be very fucking hard and like going off of bring me Aaron's on story, maybe <laughs> yeah going on yeah, i'm not story, saying like, i'm auditioning for the job but i might not. right i'm just i mean i don't know I, I think we could use a new gs out there somewhere a couple two, real. two of y'all writing uh nav admins and shit but Fuck look that. like i ain't writing no nav admin Fuck no <laughs> i'm just gonna go stand at the next and correct people the the proper way yeah <laughs> Hey man, where's your hat? I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep walking in and buying fucking tornadoes, and then to watch make a TikTok about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dancing like, to the tornado dispenser. Oil first to the and fight. If you're Monsters. one of those people that wants to go out and correct the sailors with their hands in their pockets and to make sure they're wearing their fucking their watch cap at the appropriate place with the appropriate outer gear, if you want to do that shit, you are 100 within the Navy's rules and regulations to do that shit right like you see a problem you are absolutely allowed to go and correct it but i will warn anybody out there who wants to try and do it in i don't know an asshole like manner or anything that seems very unapproachable that if you yourself are not above reproach just yeah. fucking stand by because the moment yep. you yell at that sailor they're gonna fucking remember you and if you show yep. up to work with black boots and those motherfuckers aren't shined they're gonna get you <laughs> You're wearing yep. the wrong belt. You're wearing the wrong socks. Is that a Nike swoosh mm -hmm. on your fucking sock? Yeah. Sorry, you made one. It, it's just or it's like, exhausting. Yeah, man. when that MA3 is an ACFL and you show up to do your fucking push-ups and sit-ups <laughs> with some unauthorized shit on. Oh, sorry. Guess you can try another fucking day. Like, Those push-ups don't count. She didn't break yep. fucking 90. You know what I mean? Yep. Like It's yep. exhausting. Yep. It's exhausting. Pick <laughs> One thing, one really important thing that I learned early on, thankfully, in my career is to pick your fucking battles. Yeah. Sometimes 100%. correcting that sailor with their hands in their pocket isn't really worth it because guess what yeah. i know who they are they're the acfl and i'm gonna fucking yeah. see them at my prt in september and yeah i don't want i don't want them to look at me and be like hey man you gotta break 90, that's a bro. slippery fucking slope though like where you're yeah, getting into like yeah 100 percent. but i'm yeah. just simply i'm just simply saying right like if right. you want to do I, that i shit, agree with you do it. i'm just saying cause it's a and effect slope. are related but yeah well, you cannot yeah. let the ends justify the means 
Yeah. Well, I'm saying like you can't you can't let the the influence of people's because like I saw a meme the other day and it was like this is how the surface community thinks about it. This is not how submarines think about it. But I was like, man, that would have been nice where it's like it ranked the it said like uh, power rankings of departments or something on a ship. Yeah. And it was like supply and admin and then engineering and then it uh it's said for number three it said c number one and two it was like just they were just the god departments it's so the polar fucking opposite on a submarine like cooks are like the fucking lowest form of life it's hilarious (laughs) i mean it sucks but it's fucking it's it's uh it, it pisses me off because i see that shit like i was listening to uh, the permission to speak freely dudes talk about in a clip and they were talking about like who are, who are the departments that you don't fuck with or who's like on your cool people list and it's always supply and admin because they need shit they don't want their food to suck they want to get hooked up with treats and shit and then they don't want their pay and leave to get fucked up but yeah for whatever reason on some reasons it's not that way but like I, you can't you're, you can't in selectively enforce standards based on who's cool and who's not, you know what I mean? Like, or like who, <laughs> who you need some shit from and who you don't, yeah. you know? And so it's like, it is a slippery slope, but you're, you're, de- you're a hundred percent right. That like, if you decide to kind of move through, uh, the landscape, like you're infallible and just like sniping everybody and being a dick about every single fucking thing you see. And yeah, the one fucking time you slip up, they're going to eat your face, dude. And, and what like, if you need something? And, they're not yeah, going to be exactly, there. Exactly. They're not. these. It's a human organization, even though they're supposed to take care of your pay and, you know, not spit in your food <laughs> and fucking do all the things. You know, they <laughs> might lose just, that leave shit. Human error, or, dog. I don't fucking. I mean, or just nowadays simply electronic, show up but. for your fucking weigh in so you can do your weigh in. And then they're there yeah. like 40 minutes late and you can't you can't go anywhere because you have to fucking do it. But they're like, oh, yeah, you know. Stand right. by to stand by. I'll get there. You're when not going to get that get there. that forgiving uh, tape when you go to the <laughs> do the PRT shit. They're going to be like, oh, this, I mean, this like, says it, you're out of regs. It's just Chief. it's simply it's simply like people have the ability to they can they can take time away from you, right? And time is one yeah. of the only things that we don't ever get replenished. Like it's a finite resource, and it's our only real finite resource. And right. it's like if that fucking ACFL that I am an asshole to like decided to show up to my weigh-ins 45 yeah. minutes late he can do that and now he took 45 minutes of my time and mm-hmm. i'm just like fuck man like but you're right you know don't don't enforce standards We're all based on the off same of like team. what may or may not happen yeah <laughs> I, I think it's just important to i think what you're trying to say is we're on the same team if i yeah. shit on you because you're having a hard day you're gonna, you're gonna want to make my day hard oh yeah. right but, you're gonna right. shit on if, me but if and, i roll up and i say hey man are your hands in your pockets because they're cold let me get you a pair of gloves. Yeah. Because a hundred percent. So like, and, again, I, th- yeah. I think the mindset shift is how can I help? <clears throat> not how do I win? Yeah. How am I in charge? That's yeah. That is some version of what you just said would fix a ton of shit. Like mm-hmm. if, if the approach is built on like that, I'm, and I don't know why I am this way. I know a lot of it is like my upbringing and context, but a lot of it is like, I have a customer service mentality mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because of, I mean, I've spent my whole life cooking for people, like even before the Navy. So it's like I, I have this thing in me that wants to make people happy and take care of them. And it's like if like anytime I enter any kind of relationship like that, that's what I'm I, I'm looking at it that way is like, how can I how can I help? Like, how, like, how can I be useful to these people? And it's like not 
like a lot of people in leadership positions, they create this adversarial relationship. Like, like I owe you something like, Mm -hmm. like I'm like, it's indentured servitude or something. It's like that. No, like that's not what this, this is a relationship. You're the one that's in an authoritative position, but that doesn't mean that my position doesn't have its own power and importance. It's like, if I just decide not to do the thing anymore, you're fucked. Like you're a whole bunch of fucking chiefs aren't taking a submarine to see by themselves and doing all the work and sitting all the watches. Like there's just, it's that's not real. It's just like um, if, impossible. if all the, yeah, if all the E6 and below just said, fuck it, we're done. Then we're, we have no, we have no mission anymore. Like we're not doing anything. The whole yeah. thing comes to a grinding halt. And so it's like, if everybody kind of treated it that way, like we're all on the same fucking team here, like yeah, wearing khakis, not wearing khakis, doesn't fucking matter. You're not more important. You're just in a different position of authority with different responsibilities. And it's not even like always superior because there's plenty of times where like, dude, I've been closed door, but with I'm fuck shitting on department heads, like just laying into them. And it's like, because it's my one of my roles is to provide an enlisted and experienced perspective. It's like like I have experience doing the thing and and officers to to a large degree, if not entirely, are strategic level view, like management, like upper management planning, you know, getting giving me the vision, giving me the direction, understanding the strategic stuff. And like the the real actual mission things, I'm the one that goes and like teaches people how to actually do it, supervises actually doing it. I'm the one actually doing it at the beginning of my career. So it's like I'm going to provide that that perspective, whether you like it or not. And actually leading people, it's like officers do that, but not to the degree that that enlisted supervisory elements do. And so it's just like. If you're talking about like really leading people, it's like the the majority of that happens. And I, I don't even want to say in the chief's mess, it's like, you know, E5 and above, E5 to E9. You know, it's like that group of people are the ones leading it like. And there's all that meat on the bone, like officers do it, but it's kind of like uh, an accessory task. You know what I mean? Because even like COs, it's like you're not really leading all the people on that submarine like you're you're like influencing them for sure you're providing an example and there is some like strategic level leadership happening like big picture type leadership but like you're not fucking you don't have a team of like a small group of people that you're providing direction to and supervising and managing while they're doing a task like no you have like five levels of fucking supervision between you and that and so it's like there's a lot of times where it's like it goes laterally or or from the bottom Mm -hmm. up and it's like because i'm that person in the position that has that experience and all those and the perspective and all those things so it's like but it's like i don't know like i i really love the the idea of um treating it like we're like it's all one thing man it's all one organism so it's like us being in conflict is doing nothing but making all of our lives more difficult and it drives me absolutely a shit that absolutely especially the chief's mess is so fucking resistant to that idea like like they're not in the club so and it's like no dummy like you you're them like you literally fucking came from there and now you're acting like they're somehow like less than or other or whatever the fuck they're they're an adversary to be you know in conflict with and it's like what the fuck like do you remember being a blue shirt and fucking complaining about your chief making your life hurt so yeah maybe don't do that you fucking idiot 
Like, why? 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 It's like one of those things, like, for as long as I've been doing this podcast, it's like the fact that I still got to say this shit out loud, which I understand it hasn't permeated every fucking, you know, every yeah. single fucking place that it can, but it's like, Jesus Christ, like, how the fuck have we not figured this? Because I'm not the only person saying it. And there's people with platforms that are fucking a thousand times bigger than mine saying the same shit. So it's like, how have we not figured this out yet? Yeah. Know. So, uh, <laughs> I do have to head off here. Um, it's all good, man. It is. It's a, it is pretty 10 natural o'clock at night. <laughs> pretty natural place to rap. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. hey, we got through everything. We got through everything. Fuck. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah, man. No, nah, this Appreciate was a lot guys. of fun. Um, yeah, man, we can do it again, man. We can fucking, we can do whatever. Drop in one at a time. I don't care. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate you guys. Uh, plug all your shit real quick. Like wrap it up with that. Like where, where can people find the podcast and anything else you want to point them in the direction of? You should be able to find our podcast anywhere. If you can't, please email us or hit us up on Facebook, Instagram. If you look for us, you're going to find us. We're not big enough or important enough that people are trying to be (laughs) us. If Imitate you're looking us, for No yeah. Street Lights podcast, you're going to find us. Yeah, and just if you have search $50, for it. <laughs> please buy my tie-dye t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dope. I love tie-dye shit. If you um uh yeah, just just fucking you we're on X, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, YouTube. Um, now? YouTube. Yep. Nice. Uh our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, uh yeah. iHeartRadio, Pandora, like Pretty all much the anywhere that we could plug yeah. our podcast, we plugged it. So I'll put all the links to man in the description yeah. of the episode. So if people yeah, want to find it in that way, they'll they our will link be tree in the show is really notes. simple. It's just slash yeah. NSLP and it takes you mm-hmm. everywhere. Yep. Oh, yeah. Got Good everything shit. for you. Well, thanks, boys. Appreciate you. This was dope. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks for having us here. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, I hope y'all enjoyed that. Uh, we clearly had a had a great time. Uh, it was it was fun. It was it was. I haven't done a lot of interviews lately, so that was fun too. Like, I mean, I I did the one with Ariana, but um, and same kind of thing. Like, it's a nice it's a nice um way to kind of break up everything, and and it's just fun to talk to people that are in uh our little universe, <laughs> our little like. Uh, our little naval cinematic universe, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I had a really great time. Those guys are dope. Go check out their podcast. If you're not a supporter of it, uh, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, really interesting take on things like the, the way that they're approaching it is really cool. Um, they're, they're new ish to podcasting. So it'll be fun to see how they develop. They're on YouTube. Now all the links are in the show notes. I'll, I'll put all the links to finding the podcast and their socials and, and such and like YouTube channel and stuff in the show notes. If you want to go check them out, but I highly recommend it. They're dope. Uh, and I had a really good time. You, I, I, I suspect you'll see them again. Cause I, I I'm going to do more episodes. Um, like I'm, I'm trying to get more and more into, heritage and research and case studies and stuff um over time i'm just trying to stabilize my academic life right now because <laughs> i'm just like uh, it's a long story you, you don't really care but i'm trying to balance my life a little better so uh with that if you want to support us there's a donate button in the upper right hand of the website at dguestpodcast.com uh you can also go to don't give up the ship apparel get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear you'll actually wear in public that's dguestapparel.com or you can go to patreon.com slash dguestpodcast pick one of the five tiers and become a member today that's probably the best way and we really really appreciate you and you get a bunch of cool benefits and stuff and then uh 
if you can't afford to spend any money, that's fine too. You can go to uh, any of the things that you consume podcasts on and just like share, subscribe, review, right? Like YouTube, anything, like any of the things that we use, social media, follow us. There goes my dogs. I think my wife's home. Um, and yeah, just anything you can do to like, share, subscribe and leverage those al algorithms. It's huge. Uh, and anything up to and including just listening. And then if you want to hit us up, I did this backwards. Don't come up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't come up the ship podcast. Or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit or Discord. Add to get podcast. Uh, yeah. Love you no shit. Thank you for tuning in. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't give up the ship. Hey, shout out to all our level five patrons, Victoria Livingood, William McIver, and Mark Gallagos, to all our other patrons. We really appreciate your support. Helps to pay all the bills, expand the platform, and we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much.